Greetings and salutations to all the people of the world. You are watching and or listening to the Who Moved My Freedom podcast, the most prolific Second Amendment freedom, entertainment, fun-loving podcast on the face of the planet. Um, I want to remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list there. Lola's working on that. She's got Lola's deals. You guys can click through there. Also, um, we are members of U.S. Law Shield, and you can also become members if you sign up for an annual membership through our link. You can save some money, and also a couple of those shekels will come to us and help us do what we're doing here. There is a link right now in the chat of this video that you guys could see. Um, I'm not putting that in the description on YouTube because all of that stuff's making troubles and all kinds of things out here. So we're trying to figure that out. But it is on HankStrange.com. So also, you know, you guys can support us on Patreon. That's very welcome. Thanks to all the folks who support us on Patreon. We appreciate that. Big shout out to Barnaul's for sponsoring the show, makers of Performance Steel Case Ammunition. I got some of it here. I got some 300 Blackout. I don't know, let's see if we can get that to focus. 300 Blackout, Barnaul's. That's how you're supposed to say it, so that's why I'm saying it like that before people start getting real mad at me. We got some 9mm Subsonic Luger. Come on, focus in. Where is it? Where is the focus? <laughs> it refuses. It doesn't exist. Come, do it. Do it, you camera okay no it's not gonna do boom there, there it goes, goes. Oh, there, there it goes. goes all right so listen let's uh big thanks to those guys let's get this started here it's gonna be a fun show let me um kick off the open right now welcome back to the hank strange situation all right guys don't forget Lifestyle. to smash that subscribe button the smash the thumbs up ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live is walter gonna ring the bell i don't know <laughs> Oh, there it goes. Boom, boom. <laughs> we are live. Okay, so we've got Mike of CMMG here. He doesn't know this. We do this thing called Jazz Hands. It goes like this. Everybody has to do it no matter how tough and badassery they are. There you go. Mike's doing it. Walter's doing it. <laughs> Everyone has to do it. That's our icebreaker. We are taking it back from the tourists. The Not the tourists, but the, well, you guys get it. We're taking it back from those guys. Uh, <laughs> We, I hope you guys have your big girl panties on because this is going to be a fun show. Uh, this is episode 794 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. As I said, our guest is Mike Odell of CMMG joining us. Mike, what's up? Welcome to the show for the first time. Hey, thank you very much for having me. It's, uh, it's great to finally be on. Yes, man. Hopefully it's not the last time. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how everything goes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like but, uh, that Mike guy. Uh, uh, no, I don't, no. I don't think we're going to have him on again. No, no. I doubt it. I doubt it. You're awesome. I, I'm pretty sure you'll be back here. It's us that I worry about. It's actually Walter. Walter Keller of Safety Harbor Firearms. <laughs> he is the troublemaker always. And he's here joining us. What's up, Walt? Uh, uh, it's Wednesday. Wacky Wednesday. There we go. Wacky yeah. Wednesday. Oh, boy. Yeah. Wacky Wednesday. Oh, that's... Yeah, yeah hey, look it at is. Okay. You know, buy oh, ammo. Oh, Brownells. Brown, okay, you got a Brownell shirt on. Let's start with yeah, the shirts. Okay. Respect mm -hmm. to that. Walter's got the Brownells. Let's see. Mike has a nice CMMG shirt. There yeah. you go. See. Yeah, show. Right. There you go. CMMG shirt. Uh, here, I'll show off my shirt. This. Let's see if anyone can see it. Can you guys read that, what that says? Van... Noisasaur? Venasaur. Venasaur. You know, Venasaur. like connoisseur van, uh, or, or uh, uh, see, there's like uh, a dinosaur eating a van. This is my shirt. Uh, this is a Stranger Palooza uh, <laughs> shirt that uh, 
that folks can go out there. So, Mike, I don't know if you know this, but I have another YouTube channel called Stranger Palooza, and it's where we do all all the car stuff. Oh, awesome! And, yeah. And Mike, I don't you don't know it, but all of Hank's shirts you have to be deciphered first before you know. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I'm deep. I'm deep, man. As, as long as somebody can try to hit that before I do, because yeah. <laughs> I go, I go deep. Next level oh, mathematics. Oh, no, not really. Code, no. code, code. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so Vanasaur comes from, you know, this. Uh, there's a guy I know uh, on the van side of what we're doing, and he was like, you know, you're kind of like a connoisseur of vans, and I was like, that sounds awesome, like a vanasaur. Boom. Just brilliance. Just genius, like the kind of brilliance and genius that you don't even know how genius you're being. Uh, no one gets it. No. Uh, so trying to figure it out. <laughs> no, okay. You That's know, right. connoisseur, connoisseur. Uh, I, I, I get it. I'm a connoisseur of fine yeah. um, firearms. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Firearms. Me too. Me too. And there's also like dinosaur. And I was like, dinosaur. Okay. You know, if you have to I've explain been, it. I've been, I've, I've been called that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but here's a, we're talking about shirts, Mike, and mm -hmm. uh, I have saved this shirt from the IV 8888. <laughs> I say, are we about to see a blue shirt? Yes. <laughs> there we go. Oh, Look, I haven't even opened I'm, it yet. I am just now opening this. This was one of this was actually the coolest shirt at the event. No, I'm not just saying that because you. you're here. Look at that. There you go. Kool Aid. I drank the CMMG <laughs> Kool Aid. Ba boom. Who came yeah. up with it? Who came up? That should be the first question to Mike right there. Who came up with the idea for that? Uh, we have a, we have, well, actually, I think the whole Kool-Aid thing uh, initially was going to be a shot show concept. Like we were going to have, like, hopefully, you know, a lot of things didn't quite happen in 2021 like we'd like to do in late 2020. Uh, but mm -hmm. we were hoping to have like a get together at shot show where we literally had like actual packets of Kool-Aid. Uh, to have some people out and since that didn't happen uh, we figured one of the best times to do that would be an event like that because due to possible licensing issues we can't sell those things uh, so i was gonna uh, say did you okay. get a did you get a cease and desist no like brown hills like brown hills did <laughs> yeah because we didn't actually sell them so we just literally made them for the iraq vet 88 oh okay and, and just gave them out so the only way you were able to get any of that stuff is uh is if you were there. Oh, so people cannot buy it. Okay, so this will be, um, I am selling this for $5,000 <laughs> right now to whoever, you know, whoever whoever wants this awesome shirt, unworn by me, but if you want me to Five, wear it, it's an extra $5,000. $5,000 of 5,000 rounds, whatever comes first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Ooh, probably worth more. <laughs> that's worth more. Um, that's, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a definitely a cool um, shirt. And drinking the Kool-Aid is something from my peoples. Uh, I was born in Guyana, right? I was actually born in Georgetown. Jim Jones? Yeah, Jim the whole Jones Jim thing. Jones thing, that all went down in uh, Guyana. And I was a little kid back then when that happened. That's yeah, there, where the there were some uh, possible negative uh, connotations, connotations to that. And I, didn't know, I didn't know how many people would pick right. up on that. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's... Uh, <laughs> so let, let, we will we'll hopefully not start that by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, but not we've that. Got a, mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got a we've got another uh, we've got another fun shirt that we're in the process of designing for the October event. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. So, I'm, yeah. Oh man. Uh, unfortunately, I'm probably going to miss that because I'm going to be on the road doing some stuff. But 
Oh, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to seeing everyone rocking those shirts. It's going to be a fun one. I'm. I, I was excited about the the Kool Aid shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little more excited about. Oh, really? The, the okay. fall shirt. So uh, I'm going to have to figure out a way to get this shirt. Even yeah. though I'm well, more I'm, than, I'm, I'm, yeah. you might know somebody. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna have to <laughs> make some, do some wheeling and dealing. <laughs> All right. So uh, listen, uh, I think we're, I think this is gonna be a fun show. We've got Mike for two hours here, and I'm sure there's folks out there that um, know about CMMG. They've got questions and everything. So we'll get I've into like a few rolling through. Yes, we will. We will. I'll go back and get into those. But Lola always smacks me in the back of the head if I don't, you know, like ask you to tell the folks out there who are you and. You know, how'd you get into this business? How you start working with CMMG? Uh, uh, well, uh, my name is Mike O'Dell. Uh, obviously, uh, with CMMG, I have been with the companies for CMMG. Uh, September will be nine years. Uh, I I bought my first AR-15 from CMMG at a gun show. I, I can't even remember when it was, uh, but one of the things that really drew me in with CMMG is for one, for me, they were local. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back in the day we were made in Fayette, Missouri and, uh, I lived in Fayette, Missouri and there was something to me just super cool about having an AR 15 with my hometown on the side of it. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact that the owners of CMMG, I met at church. I'm going to age myself a little bit here, but 31 years ago. What? Uh, wow. Uh, so, uh, I'm, uh, I, I met them back then, so I knew them and, mm-hmm. uh, it was just one of those things that I had one of their ARs. I was working in the industry, but for a different company and, mm-hmm. uh, they, you know, so the brothers that own CMMG have a ton of companies. Uh, they actually, uh, you know, there's a gun store that's also a sister company to CMMG. I used to manage that and I started learning the product enough that they decided to start taking me to shot show because, I could speak very highly and very intelligently on the entire product line, and I did a local like weekend radio show back then, um, off and on, and so I spoke well in front of people. Uh, so I just kind of became the face of CMMG. All right, I mean, you know, so, and, and if you're going with a face, I mean, that's that's got to be the face right there. Of the company, you know I, mean? <laughs> I mean, I started. I started off with a Facebook radio for sure, uh, and then uh, no. you know I've I've been uh, very blessed to be in the position that I am and be able to, you know, run into people like yourself and many other people that mm-hmm. I've met uh, over the years, and I I'm honored to call a lot of people in this in the industry friend now, as mm-hmm. opposed to just you know some guy I know. So right. it's it's I, if you would ask the the me that was just getting into handgun shooting and stuff way back when, mm-hmm. if I ever thought my career path would you know lead me to this type of thing, I I'd, I'd say you're smoking something for sure. Yeah, that's the amazing uh, cool side I think of what we do. There's some downsides and stuff like that, but that's one of the oh, yeah. of the cool things. Uh, Walter, did you have a question there for Mike from what he was saying? No, I'm, I'm just absorbing. I'm absorbing. Oh, okay. Um, so I know behind the scenes you were saying that CMMG is coming up on 20 years. Um, mm-hmm. What's like? Give us a little bit of the 20-year history here. What was the first thing that they actually manufactured and put out there? Uh, and, and let me just get this in, too, here before I forget. 
uh, Whammy Gunslinger, that's our friend Eugene from Whammy, he says, CMMG was my very first AR-15 as well, love the company. Yep. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's one of those things is I, uh, like Hank Shirt said, you know, I drank the CMMG Kool-Aid before I worked for CMMG. Uh, mm -hmm. So it, it was just a, a perfect blend. Uh, I've taken the guns out. I've abused the tar out of them and, you know, their workhorses. Uh, and I got sidetracked. Uh, I had to try to remember where we were going. We we're talking about yeah. the uh, 20 years coming up. So, yeah, yeah uh, 2022 will be our 20th anniversary or 20th year in business. And, wow. Uh, you know, we're, we're still going gangbusters. We are, our engineers, I think we have six in-house engin engineers now. Um, and those guys are always working behind the scenes to come up with cool new stuff, keep us, you know, relevant in the industry, trying to, you know, breathe new life into the AR platform. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I can't really go into too much detail. Uh, I'll just say, We've got plenty of fun stuff coming. Uh, hopefully, Shot Show 2022, uh, mm -hmm. new new platforms, new calibers, new looks, uh, all sorts of stuff. Oh, okay. Um, you know, uh, maybe a CMMG handgun, Walter, coming out. Maybe I don't know. I'm just making up stuff now. Well, we have pistols, technically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah for, for, for now. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I knew we could go down that rabbit hole. The whole place, man. I mean, I'm oh, a realist. Boy. So for now, yeah. yeah. Forever. Forever. Uh, uh, maybe not from the our, configuration that from, we think From our are, cold, yeah. dead hands. <laughs> Will they get... Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, do we want to get into it early here? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, no, so, let's not start. No. Yeah, so what was the first thing? Because like, I had this conversation sometimes with Walter. He was asking you before we started about uh, Knob Creek. Remember, Walt? And Walter always tells me this story about Daniel Defense and Knob Creek. <laughs> like how they, you know how he first ran into them. So I was just wondering, like, how humble are the beginnings of CMMG? Uh, like, what were you guys making? What was the first thing? If you, I know you weren't there necessarily at that time, right. but what was the early stuff? I mean, the early stuff was legitimately pieced together AR-15s uh, mm -hmm. from parts that, uh, you know, they, they could run across. I mean, mm -hmm. for forever, uh, the guys, uh, the owners were just doing local gun shows and stuff, and they mm -hmm. had back then what were called the trash can guns because mm -hmm. they would acquire a group of lowers, you know, whatever brand upper and just mm -hmm. cobble things together at some point. Mm -hmm. And they just dumped them in a trash can. And you show up at the, at the gun show and you just pick something out of the trash can and pay for it, do your paperwork and, you know, leave. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, uh, they started making relationships with AR manufacturers and, uh, you know, forging companies and, and different companies that can supply comp uh, components for them. Mm -hmm. And they started with your kind of basic M4 variant AR-15. That's what our original logo was. It was just the letter CMMG with an M4. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe, I, I can't remember the exact chronological order, uh, but mm -hmm. early on uh, we were adapt uh, adopters of the, uh, the 22 conversion kits mm -hmm. uh, to be able to shoot 22 out of your mm -hmm. 556223. Uh, they work we well. jumped, ju mm -hmm. jumped on the 308. We jumped on uh, the Colt 9mm blowback system and mm -hmm. 300 blackout. You know, a few various offerings there. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I, I think other than the 22 conversion kit, our kind of claim to fame was in 2015 when we released the Mark 47. Okay. You know, 
Uh, and then, you know, since then, our engineers have just been going gangbusters coming out with the radio delay blowback and you know, all, all the fun stuff that has followed. Okay. Walt, do you remember from, from your Knob Creek times, you were asking about the CMMG guys. What's the first stuff you remember, like, paying attention to to these guys? Uh, I had one of their um, 22 conversion kits early on. And that freaking thing, I hand that thing to the Boy Scouts, you know, a troop of Boy Scouts with a bucket of bullets. And they load those magazines as fast as they can and run it through that, run it through that conversion kit. And they just shoot, 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 shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just keeps shooting and shooting and shooting. So uh, that was pretty impressive. So those, those things are fun. That Those are those conversion kits are a lot of fun. So Was, was uh, it one of the old uh, black phosphated ones before we went stainless with them? Uh, probably, yeah. I probably have one of those. I probably have a couple of those around here. I know I have some that are in some containers of mine that I bought at the creek years ago, and they just haven't came out to be used yet. So I'm just, yeah. you know. Yeah, that was one of my first investments, too, when I before I worked for CMMG, when I got into the AR, because being a gun guy, you show up at the range, you take friends out, and they don't realize bullets and ammo cost a fair amount of money, even back then. I mean, you know, 10 to 12 $15 for a mag dump of 5.56, even back then. I first thing I did was grab one of the 22 conversions and I would mm-hmm. just set it down on the on the bench and be like, here you go, guys. Have fun. Yeah, I think that was a lot of people's first intro. When I think back to it, I remember that same thing. Like when I first started getting into this, that's one of the first things people are like, yeah, you can get the CMMG kit, <laughs> you know, and you can go 22. I'm going to go back in uh, in the time machine here. I'm just going to share my uh, channel for a second with everyone here. So back seven years ago, one of our first videos, we've been doing this for like eight years. So Lola assembles her first AR-15 lower with CMMG kit. That's what that video is right there. Um, so there you go. Look at look at that young Hank Strange. Oh my God, that's a handsome dude. Look at Lola. Lola. Look at those like yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, like, oh, who, is, who is that cute? You know, she's still cute. She's still that beautiful. girl? Yeah. I'm not even so. seeing that ugly guy there. I'm looking right past that yeah. guy. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you, you were in the way there, Hank. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. yeah, so, I mean, it's, you know, and that was, that was like I said, seven years ago. So, um, yeah, the company's yeah, really come along. Hands down, our, our lower parts kit and our 22 kits are still some of our, I mean, Mm-hmm. That's the other thing that a lot of people don't realize is, I mean, from individual detents and springs all the way up to complete firearms, uh, we're going to sell every component available. So mm-hmm. our lower parts kits, we sell a ton of them. Uh, we OEM them to a lot of other manufacturers also. So mm-hmm. uh, chances are there might be other manufacturers out there that you buy an AR-15 that those parts might actually be our parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and the 22 kits, I mean, those, e- even as many firearms and nine millimeters and stuff that we're currently selling uh the parts are are still a very very big part of our operation yeah i think walter didn't we like modify a cmmg 22 kit to shoot a binary trigger or something i think i still have that somewhere around here yeah that uh remember that lightweight uh yeah yeah, that little lightweight pistol like that. that we yeah. did, yeah. Or I think we, no, yeah. I think it was an SBR or something that we made. And that was a, that was a CMMG kit that we were messing with the bolt and trying to get it to work with the binary trigger and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually got that running. Um, there's some questions here, so let me let me okay. try to let me try to uh, get to this. Who is it? Someone was asking about the name. 
Um, Armament yeah, and Access. Yeah, we get that a lot. Yeah, he says, what does CMMG stand for? Abbreviation, acronym. Oh. Uh, it's it's a secret. I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, actually, legally, it doesn't stand for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- there is a fun story behind it. Uh, unfortunately, I, I don't know that I'm at liberty to divulge that mm-hmm. publicly. Okay. All right. So it's, it's, it's one of the, it's one of those things that uh, if you can get on the inside and get in the know, it, it's just a fun little a little secret. That that is an owner told story. That's yeah. what that is, right? Yeah. Th- exactly. Yeah. I'm guessing it stands for Chris and Mark making guns. Boom. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. I don't know if that's who the owners are. <laughs> yeah, Charlie uh, and Mark. Our, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Our CEO's name is Chris, but. Oh, there you uh, go. <laughs> you know, one of our uh, very first uh, shot shows, uh, a, a reporter came up to do a story on us, and they didn't know a way to remember CMMG, and they kind of dubbed us Central Missouri Machine Gun, mm-hmm. and it stuck kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's not accurate, but you see that a lot out there. Yeah. Right, yeah. Some people are just making up stuff now in the chat. Uh, Brian Quick <laughs> says, can't machine machine guns. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure you guys are making some machine guns over there. Everybody, everyone, unfortunately, can't get their hands on them. But <laughs> yeah, Armin sure shot at least one of them. Yeah, Armin and Axis says bummer. I always wanted to know. Oh, you're gonna have to, you know, secret handshake stuff. What can I say? <laughs> uh, you know, and Richard Maunder from England says I like the old CMMG logo. I have a few of their stickers in places here. So there you go. Uh, and he's over in jolly old England. I don't know if you know. Uh, so let's see. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to see what other questions were there. Any questions that you either saw, Walter, or if you see any, Mike, let me know, and we'll get to those here because there's a ton of questions. Or you guys can ask now because I'm paying attention now, and I'll see what's coming through. Smash the thumbs ups, also, okay? We need all the thumbs ups and everything that we can get to possibly help uh, work with this algorithm, which is like severely um, suppressing. Are you so you guys have? Um, and this is just something that I just thought of. You guys uh, are really into doing your own social media and stuff like that now, right? Yeah. And, and you're uh, running your YouTube channel, all of that. You guys also running into issues. I'm guessing your channel is not monetized or anything, but what kind of stuff um, are you running into? We, we have some monetization. Uh, it, it, it's really quick, though. You know, I'll, I'll try to go through when I mm-hmm. uh, upload a video and I say, okay, you know, because you have that self-check thing you can do. You're mm-hmm. like, no, it doesn't have this. It doesn't have this. It doesn't have this. Mm-hmm. And so it should be good for monetization. And then immediately you get the yellow dollar sign mm-hmm. or you get a no. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's I, – I, I'm still trying to figure out the, uh, the logic behind mm-hmm. some of that mm-hmm. I, I've watched a few of the podcasts that uh, mm-hmm. you guys like I remember when you had mm-hmm. uh, Josh Big Josh from Black Diamond Guns and Gear mm-hmm. you all were trying to go down that rabbit hole and, and mm-hmm. trying to figure certain things out and uh, I, I don't even think they know what in the world's going on and when, by they I mean YouTube and Google and, mm-hmm. and companies so uh, but yeah we've really uh, branched out and we've really started doing a lot of stuff in house uh, mm-hmm. I used to always do a lot of the uh the posts and stuff on Instagram and Facebook and you know YouTube and everything, but we're really trying to grow the YouTube channel. 
and we now have a social media girl uh, in-house. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Devin, so be nice mm-hmm. to her when you make comments on the Facebook and Instagram oh, and everything. Okay. Uh, she, she is just rocking out uh, all of the other platforms. Uh, we've got a whole marketing team in-house that's doing a lot of a little more of our uh, graphic design and stuff. So, uh, you know, more PR in-house. Uh, so we're, we're really diving into the whole marketing thing. Right now, okay, and it's uh, it's it's an interesting challenge, uh, but it's a fun one. Okay, very cool. What do you think about that, Walter? You're you know you you're obviously like a smaller manufacturer here, but you're doing a lot of your own marketing and stuff like that. I think you have a very knowledgeable and handsome guru that leads you through the marketing world. Just a very sexy it's, guy. <laughs> here's how here's how it works. You know, you can't do it all yourself, so. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do a lot of different things and, you know, trying to do the, you know, posting and doing this and doing that. And it's like, it just, mm-hmm. yeah, after a while, you don't want to do it. That's the problem. You know, you get yeah. like, oh, God, here I got to do this again. You know? Yeah. So it's a lot I, more work than people think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and, and, to, mm-hmm. and to have something that's productive and what did you put out there? Not just garbage you just, you know, pull, throw out there, you know, because um, everybody's throwing stuff out there. So you got to you got to be a little different, maybe to catch everybody, somebody's eye mm-hmm. um, or, or, they, or people, you know, people's attention span is like two seconds. It's like, oh, OK, I'm, I'm on to something else, you know, mm-hmm. and it's hard to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially if you're talking about things like the AR platform. I mean, because there's I mean, realistically speaking, there's there's only so much you can do on the AR platform uh, to keep it fresh because, I mean, you, okay, there's, there's only so many times you can possibly change furniture or paint it a different color or whatever, or, or, you know, we try to do as best we can to offer as many new calibers as possible. And, and we, we take that on uh, head on and absolutely love it because we've kind of been one of those companies that we, we're not afraid to try something new and try a different caliber and, the plus side of that is we have a lot of ammo manufacturers that might be trying to come up with a new caliber. And one of the first people they'll come to is us. They'll be like, hey, CMMG might not be afraid to tackle this. Let's see if they'll do it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we were on board with the 224 Valkyrie, the 22 Nozzle, the 350 Legend. I'm not going to comment about how the performance is of any of those particular rounds. But, you know, we were highly sought after <laughs> to get right. brought on board with those. Really, Yeah, cool. yeah. Go ahead, Walt. You gonna make it? You no, want to make I mean, a comment about yeah, that? Yeah, you start talking <laughs> about the ammo, and mm-hmm. it's like talking about AKs and ARs and Fords and Chevys and two twenty three versus seven six two by thirty nine, and just people just they're rapid about this stuff. So you just gotta just you oh, know, no, let them. Arguments I've had forever. You know, you got the. Mossberg mm-hmm. 500 versus Remington 870 guys. Uh, uh, Mossberg, Mossberg, hands down. I, I'm, I'm, I'm an equal opportunity gun guy. I'll take them all. You know, I don't yeah, care. I, I second that right there. <laughs> I like I like the Mossberg. You could just just right there from the thumb safety. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. That's yeah. it. I know. I and but here's the thing about all the different calibers. Um, even though a lot of people will poo-poo that, I think it is important for you know there's there's a lot of companies that don't want to push the boundaries right and sometimes it's important to do that um, and to take those chances even though the, the the companies themselves like cmmg getting into that you know that's that's a good way for you guys to spend a bunch of money and it for not for it to not necessarily go somewhere but because you start it other people start 
you know, pushing it further and pushing it further. And some good stuff has come out of folks pushing the boundaries on ammo. Not all the time, but, you know. Well, and that's definitely one of the things we hope for. I mean, we we go ahead and go forward on certain products, you know, mm -hmm. not sure what's going to happen. Uh, like mm -hmm. The best example as of late, I would say, was probably the Mark 57. Uh, so it was an AR that takes FN57 handgun magazines, mm -hmm. shoots the 5.7 round out of kind of a traditional upper with radio blade blowback. Uh, we really didn't know how that was going to perform. Honestly, uh, you know, little inside secret here, that initially was going to be a special edition or a limited run because we're like, ah, we don't know if people are going to like this. People loved it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it went gangbusters. We're like, all right, that's that's production now. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we've now got a 22 conversion yeah. kit for it. Um, and then, you know, we, we have the AR, the 5.7 conversion magazines where you can do that upper in a standard AR lower. And at the same time we released that, you started seeing other companies starting to release mm -hmm. stuff in 5.7. Mm -hmm. So Yep. And I think it's a great round for for uh, what we're talking about here. The, 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 the people that know 5.7 know mm -hmm. 5.7. I mean, it's... Yeah. It's, I'm a fan. It's... Uh, it, it's uh, it's an oddly well-kept secret, I think. I mean, although it's in everybody's face, I don't mm -hmm. think enough people really truly appreciate what the round is capable of. Yeah, and I think it's open now to development, right? I think so. Yeah. What are you going to say, Walter? 5.7's always been a little pricey, though. Yeah. It's not... It's not something you throw in, in mag after mag in a machine gun. It's going to come down. Person. It's going to come down, person. I think, if, as, yeah, as my, it gets my more adopted. My argument to that is most of the stuff for 5.7 is hollow points and, like, uh, you know, Hornady AMAX-type projectiles and stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I, I understand they don't do plinking ammo necessarily, uh, but if you compare the price per round of a decent defensive round compared to, like, a Spear Gold Dot, it's on par or less per round. Mm-hmm. So, we're we're yeah. gonna see it get so so when FN was making it yes it's it's you know it's on that pricey any, side, but there's other companies think, making it. Has anybody done a, a old school traditional revolver in five seven? Uh, good question. <laughs> you could put a lot. You could probably put eight um, to nine rounds in a revolver cylinder in, in five seven. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would, would be, be nice. an awesome pistol. I tell you. Yeah, what. I mean the first CMMG <laughs> revolver. I think. I mean, that, that would be a kick-ass pistol. Hang on, I gotta find my pen so I start taking notes. Yeah. Uh, you, you can do it. I give you permission. I give you permission. Oh, trust me, people are gonna start telling you what to make here in a second. Well. LB Louis Cipher says uh, five seven by twenty eight only has a few ammo makers, but but before it, it was only FN. Like up until a couple of years ago, it was only FN, right? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I know American Eagle uh, has definitely got some out now. But if you yeah. flip open the box on the American Eagle, it used to at least have a stamp under the lid that said manufactured to FN specs mm -hmm. or something of that sort. So, mm -hmm. yeah, because there's it's also going to the military. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah. think as we see the adoption, I think, first of all, um, the idea of uh, five, five, seven AR and the AR platform using the uh, 5.7 pistol uh, magazine. I know, wait, you got, yeah, you guys use the yes. magazine, right? You don't use the FN, you don't use the uh, PS90 magazine. We don't use it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that, the, game changer, I think, in my uh, opinion. The PS90 magazine does not allow itself. Not well. It's, the, it, yeah. it's a weird, it's a weird layout. You know, you, you, mm -hmm. it, it lays flat. So you gotta have, you gotta have real estate to mount it. 
you know. You, yeah, that's one of the obstacles we ran into is, I mean, mm-hmm. we like having some of those small, short AR pistols. I mean, we're talking five-inch barrel stuff. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, the way you would have to configure that, the, <laughs> the magazine, magazine is sticking up past the muzzle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look yeah. at the Keltec, the Keltec pistol now. Mm-hmm. That magazine dictates the size of the gun. Yes. Bottom line. Yeah. So. yeah. There's going to be some cool – I know people don't like how that looks. And I'm definitely like a Caltech fanboy. <laughs> how many Caltech? <laughs> how many Caltech guns? Let me ask you this: How many Caltech guns do you think people like the way they look? Really? That's not. Look, it's like the Cybertruck. That's not it's, why they buy those. It's guns. like the Tesla Cybertruck. I think that is a gorgeous truck. That beats all trucks that they're all the electric trucks they're putting. If you're gonna have hey. to have something electric, you got to go with that. But there's people who think that thing is ugly, and I was like, and I'm in. That's how they got my money. They got you yeah. in from the aesthetics? Yeah, I love or, how that truck looks. Uh, you know, and then when everyone went against it, so like when the Cybertruck came out, and remember they did the thing where they threw that thing at the at the windshield? Yeah. Everyone is like, and that's it, the end of Tesla. I was like, they threw this huge steel ball at this thing, and it didn't go through. Right. I'm in. <laughs> and it just looked, it looked like cyberpunk crazy from the 80s i'm an 80s person i grew up in the 80s and stuff like that i was all in i love weird uh looking things come on now who wants everything to look the same no i mean yeah so but yeah. back to Caltech. Um. right <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying this stuff i think there's stuff you know it's like you could be so ugly that you're cute right because everyone don't uh. look like you you know, beauty is in the eye of the beauty. No, none of that's working for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, says yeah, it all. yeah. <laughs> a, a firearm can only be so dastardly bad looking, before, and people won't buy so it. So Randy, they Randy be embarrassed Adams to show it to their friends. Randy Adams says, uh, "I love my PMR thirty. Not ugly. No, that is not an ugly. That is not an ugly uh, thing from Caltech. That is beautiful. I also I think that the uh, the RDB from Caltech is one of the 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 best looking." bullpups that exists i didn't say that especially in the wood version what do we call the wood version again i always forget whenever we talk about that but the, uh, there's uh, a that's a, a dream because i'll never do it because yeah. he doesn't do wood <laughs> you can't you can't you can't you can't uh, uh uh injection mold wood so yeah not, you not three, technically. We're yeah. getting good at three D, three D printing, yeah, or uh, yeah, or that was be that was more than wood. That was a lot of sheet metal work too, which yeah. he doesn't do. He doesn't do sheet metal work, so that's that's yeah. the whole. I mean, it'd be very expensive to manufacture that um that sheet yeah. metal yeah. version of that. Yeah. And and the PMR thirty also is like a entry level, um, you know, uh, five seven, right? Yeah. Twenty two twenty two mag. You know, um, I actually had a 5.7 pistol back in the days. I'm trying to get my, but I wound up selling, I had a 5.7, and I also had the um, the PS90 bullpup, which I collect bullpups, and then I wound up selling those to get other guns. That's, you know, when I started doing this whole thing, and, and I really, really regret those. Although I kept magazines and ammo and stuff like that. Um, so I think that that, uh, that, that Caltech thing is going to come out looking really nice i think it needs it needs a i hate to say this it needs a brace (laughs) i don't think you're going to see caltech spending a lot of money on a brace right now to be quite honest why why 
<laughs> yeah. Watch but, what's going to happen here coming up pretty soon. Just yeah, we we got to fix that. So. That's what we got to do so that you know. Oh. <laughs> We've got to do something about that so we can make our guns better looking. <laughs> I, I agree with you, but... Yeah. yeah. Uh, or you I, just a, paperwork it, you know? I'm a, I'm a student of history, and history has a tendency to repeat itself. So. Yeah, so um, I know Stay there's a... Stay tuned. Yeah, I know there's a couple of chats. Let me get this one in. Uh, this is from Johnny Boy. Money, 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 money. 762. Money. Hey. <laughs> He says, when is the ATF making its statement on braces? Uh, they got to finish that, that period where they get your commentary and don't listen to it. Yeah, we're in the middle of yeah, that. The I comment think, period right? is good till about right around NRA show, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, I know it's this early September is when the so, comments expire. That'll mm -hmm. expire, and then there'll be some shooting, coincidentally, or something. Mm -hmm. Um him watch there'll be some there'll be some 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 distraction and then they'll come out with their their ruling and everybody will be crying so um i um, yeah. i was kind of thinking that along with the chipman nomination i was like you know right now it just keeps getting pushed on and pushed on and pushed on mm -hmm. something bad's gonna happen and they're gonna be like see we need him and it's yeah i know right now effectively chipman is kind of hung up right that's really not going yeah because because anywhere. he's gotten a a lot of bad, you know, a lot of stuff's coming yeah, out, and yeah. more is going to oh, come yeah. out over time. Oh, if so, you want yeah. the single reason why we should vote against Chipman or have people say no to Chipman, mm -hmm. it's the simple fact that uh, Feinstein said he's the leader we need for the ATF. <laughs> and that's, done. <laughs> yeah, that's the only argument you need. Drop the mic right there. Yeah, I agree with you. There's a, there's a lot of things. Yeah, look. Obviously, they're going to try to pull things off. What we, you know, the, the toughest thing that we have to try to do in the gun community is not get burnt out. I think I understand what you're saying, Walt. But we have to try to keep to, you know, and there's, there's things happening when we constantly, like, live in the, in the muck and the mire that these guys are throwing at us. You know, it's, it's tough, right? There's people who get depressed. They get, like, really tired, burnt out. On all this bad information and or, or negative information, I shouldn't say bad information, but so we have to try to keep our spirits up and stay on top of it and fight where we need to fight, because ultimately, you know, their their aim is to wear us down and keep um, attacking things as much as they can. When they when they let's say we got rid of Chipman, they're going to come up with someone else like that. Yeah. Oh sure, there's plenty of anti-gunners that that work in these organizations. They'll pull another one out of their hat, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe, they'll, maybe they'll find a, a minority woman to run, and then you really have a hard time because then if you attack her, you'll be a racist. And 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 you hate women. So... Yeah. I mean, they're <laughs> not going to... They're not going to... They're not going to get Mike to, to run the ATF. <laughs> they're not going to get you. They're not going to get anybody. Yeah, they're they're gonna not going to get anybody... Going. They're not going to get anybody that, that's use, useful. Yeah, not, I mean, the not for that, our side. The ones that yeah. are up there right now and uh, that I've met with, the one dude, he's useless as tits on the boar hog. So, I mean, you know, he's a... Yeah. It's I a political there, thing. It's a political football. I, mm -hmm. I went into the den of... of, of, of to their, their, I went into their headquarters in D.C. because, you know, they, they turned my 50 caliber upper into a firearm, saying that the upper is a firearm. So... Um, I went and met with them and lawyers and all this stuff, and they all acted nice and they smiled and then they, and they 
Yeah. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> the bo- the bottom line, it was a waste of time. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, and I don't have a hundred or two hundred grand to, to fight it in court, and maybe get somewhere. Um, yeah. You know, and yeah, that's so, one of the biggest uh, things is is there's so many things that they try to propose that even though they're not a lawmaking body. Uh, I don't know of anybody, uh, no matter how big the company is, that would be able to really go toe to toe with them in court. I mean, it's that is that is a huge fight that, you know. It, oh, well, the government is people. fighting you with your own money, but you've got to give them your money in taxes and, and whatever else and then figure out how to get money to, to, to fight them. But they're fighting you with your money and everyone else's money. Right. They're, they're, so I saw they're uh, LV Lewis Cipher. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we had a comment here saying the ATF uh, period is open until August nineteenth. I'm just asking yeah. if, they're, if they're looking at that research and is that for the definition change of receiver or is that the brace thing? Because we do have two fights going on right now. Right. And, I think, um, and one of them ends a little before the other. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I'm not sure. Uh, which one it yeah. is, and they spread them out by like two, three weeks, right? You, you know what? I actually think I might have that tab open on my computer, so I'm going to oh, okay. look real quick. Um, and James uh, Miller, while you're looking it up here, James Miller says each state needs to do what Missouri just did and tell the feds to pound sand with regards to anti-2A gun laws. Um, right, so let me, let me tell you what happens when you, mm-hmm. when you do that. If you, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not defending anybody or anything, but mm-hmm. if you all of a sudden threw all the ATF people out of Florida, the government would turn off their money. Mm-hmm. And if the government turns off the money, Florida would probably get by, because Florida yeah. has enough. Florida sure. has enough. We have enough revenue. We have, tr- you know, people constantly traveling in the state. Mm-hmm. But some of these other states can't live without the federal money. They're like heroin addicts to the federal money. And if mm-hmm. they turn it off. And now, now, see, if I was a governor, I'd turn off the gas taxes. Yeah, there'd be no more gas tax. Then. There'd be yeah. no more gas taxes going to the federal government. No. and I put that all right into the into the into the state coffers. Yeah, and um, and and I just and and and, I, and Florida shouldn't you know Florida staying successful during this whole COVID thing that went through or, or keeping its head above water shouldn't wind up paying for other states that didn't. And it's the same the, thing with the other states like that. The other states that stayed open kept going. You know, kept their economies open and all that shouldn't have to pay. So ultimately, some of that will balance out if we have the cojones to do it. You still have these goofy states, New New York, Pennsylvania, uh, uh, California. They're still playing this COVID game and and, and all these restrictions of wearing a mask and all this silly shit. And it's like it's just dumb. I mean, it's idiotic. You know, it, Mm -hmm. it doesn't there never was this pandemic where people are dying in the streets and mm-hmm. all this stuff but people were scared into thinking that the world was coming to an end and the world didn't no more people probably died than normally die in that same period so mm-hmm. um you know that's where all this is yeah <laughs> well um, it's a simple matter that you know the the larger the collective of people the dumber the collective iq uh so <laughs> it's really? it's one of those things i mean in, in you know a person, I can't remember who it was that said this, but a person is smart. Mm-hmm. People are dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you can have an individual person that knows what they're talking, but once you start getting that weird frenzy going, uh, things things spiral out of control, and mm-hmm. it's just, it ends up being hysteria fueled by more hysteria. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, and, for sure. And, 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 and the weirdest thing is sometimes the quote-unquote smartest people, all these really educated, scientific-type people are the biggest ones that fall for these. The, the ones that would normally be questioning everything the government says. Oh, stay out of my bedroom. Blah, blah, blah. They're the ones still wearing the mask. Well, because sometimes, the government says you should be being, wearing a mask. Yeah, sometimes being the <laughs> smartest people makes you really stupid. I mean, it's you know, well, it doesn't it's mean it's you're a human smart. being. It just means you, yeah, means you pass the test someplace. That's yeah, it's a it's a human being <laughs> problem. Right. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to get Mike to comment because you're you're in Missouri, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, so on that whole Missouri thing, what you know, I know Walter obviously was very excited to get in there, but you guys are in Missouri. What do you think about what's happening here? Um, uh, I love the fact that uh, we've got the bill that the governor signed that mm -hmm. basically says any type of uh, federal, uh, you know, in, any attempts for federal gun control and for uh, it, if they're requesting assistance from inside Missouri law enforcement agencies, they're getting no assistance. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I love that. It's actually scared if you sheriffs uh into mm -hmm. resigning um, <laughs> yeah. and, they're scared uh, they're, they're, uh, they're nervous yeah <laughs> i have to yeah, do something there, there's a bunch of there's even a little part in there too that it, it's a little it's a lot more under the radar um similar to the thing going on in texas now regarding like the interstate manufacturer suppressors and stuff mm -hmm. there's actually a part in the missouri thing for the second amendment preservation acts that basically states that too but it really got overshadowed um mm -hmm. and, and again I, I love the principle of it but as we were just saying a while ago i mean federally they're still going to be coming after you regardless mm -hmm. uh so yeah. you know we did we it, it, it's Okay, who who wants to step forward and be the first example being made of for mm -hmm. the state of Missouri? Yeah, um, you know, as, as a manufacturer, um, you know, we don't want. No, you ATF don't want that. I mean, yeah, we don't want the ATF coming in and going. Uh, yeah, you just gave that suppressor to that person not on a on the proper form. You know, what's what's the deal with that? That opens up a huge can of worms. Plus, I I don't want any of our customers to be somebody that's made an example of you know mm -hmm. i want those people to stay out of prison and continue buying my product honestly mm -hmm. yeah yeah it always it, look it's easy to say but when you have to deal with it when they kick in your door and they start seizing stuff and locking people up and going through you have to go through that now i think that the community etc people are going to come out and, and rally for you guys but you're going to be the ones calling your wives like oh yeah we're we're, we're basically locked up right now so and they're not going to do it at a convenient time. If you're talking about them kicking in your door, they're not going to do it when you just happen to be sitting in your armory, your gun room, mm -hmm. cleaning your guns. Uh, they're going to catch you at the supermarket when you're not expecting it. They're going to catch you when you're in the shower or something mm -hmm. where it's going to be really hard for you to fight back. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, and, I'm, and trust me, I mean, I, I'm one of those people that I want to fight to the end. Uh, you know, for our Second Amendment rights, uh, it, it, it's very hard to fight alone. There are a lot of people that will say it, um, but you know, if it comes right down to it, uh, you know, I, I'll just use this as I'll use myself as a good example. Um, being a single guy for the longest time, you know, I was always super gun ho. I'm like, yeah, uh, if you're coming to take my guns, you're going to be taking it through a barrage of bullets. Um, but now that I have 
someone else in my life, I have to stop and think about how my decisions are going to affect them too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and have a plan in place where they understand my mentality and, you know, how does, how does that all come together? Yeah, stop absolutely. Being, stop being so responsible. Come on. So I mean, I, I got older and I started getting a lot more responsible. It's all growing up. It's all growing up. James Miller says, Jared from Guns and Gadgets reported on two possible cases already where Missouri law enforcement may have to leave an ATF task force or stop assisting the feds. Um, so, you know, yeah, Jared has done some incredible stuff regarding mm-hmm. the... Uh, the, well, basically all the news, uh, but he, he's, yeah, he's doing a good job stuff really well, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, look, it's, it's little fights, right? There's there's yeah. little fights everywhere. I think what Missouri is doing is good. I really do wish I would see Florida step up to more of these things as this is going on around the country. And I'll be honest with you, if Florida doesn't, or if Governor DeSantis here doesn't do it, I would rather see a governor from another state that stepped up to do to put these things in place be the one we put our support behind, um, you know, to, to try to go on and get the presidency, right? We need, ultimately we need this stuff. And bef- like before we move away from, the whole, from what happened in Missouri, um, isn't this what the left, the states on the left have been doing when it comes to other issues, right? When when uh, when ICE is out there trying to enforce things, for example, other states are like, we're not going to help you with that. We're not going to assist with that kind of stuff. So I think that, you know, we have to balance that. Like you can't, they can't go, oh, this is okay for us to do it when it's convenient. And then when folks on our side try to do it, they say it's not okay. This is something we're going to have to settle uh, ultimately here, right? No, sure, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, no, no one wants to touch you, that. You, no one wants to you, touch you, that. Yeah. Until you get the media doing what they do for the other guys about ice and all this stuff and putting kids in cages and all that malarkey garbage bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. You're not going to you're not going to see anybody. I, I, I don't. Well, OK. So I'm you're being, saying no, I'm you're saying realist. I'm being a realist. That's yeah. I'm you're doing. saying no one's going to care, right? That's what the media, the media is doing the if it bleeds, it leads thing and that the majority of the people don't care. That's what you're saying. Joe Sixpack, like I said before, all these new gun owners, 99.9% of these new gun owners don't give two rat's asses about mm-hmm. the stuff going on political. They just mm-hmm. want their gun. They want their ammo. They'll stick it in a closet. Um, and that's that. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> I mean, do you agree with that, Mike? <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, hate, I hate throwing the term around, mm-hmm. um, uh, but there, there's a certain four-letter word starts with an F that people get called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But it's yeah, there, there's people that they don't care about the fight that's coming forward. You know, they have whatever it is that they, that they they like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to use the AR as a prime example because they're even internally in the AR community or the gun community uh there are plenty of people that don't like ars and they could care less if the ar goes away um and they're not going to stand up and fight for our right to keep an ar-15 or Mm -hmm. any gun for that matter um and if that fight comes to be and whatever happens happens you might start losing people in the ranks to still be around to stand up for them 
once they get past us and start going for those other guns. Yeah. Um, so it, it's not it's not a matter of uh, you know you know just the AR-15. It's the AR-15 first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or those evil guns first. And I mean, their ultimate goal is to come after all of them. They don't care what it is. And yeah, then I think all, all, all this- you know, all guns matter, man. All guns matter. This is why there should be, you know, obviously, look, there's ugly guns, but there should, you know, no matter what, if it's a gun <laughs> that you think is ugly, you don't like it, you know, it's too cheap for you, whatever it is, they all matter. They all matter. I, 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 ugly guns matter. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> a little callback. It's a, just a little callback from. Uh, you know, I've actually keep, had range days that. with friends of mine where the entire uh, purpose of the range day is you bring your worst gun. Yeah, and then we, awesome. and then we just run drills with your worst gun. Yeah, you, run, you bring uh, the and, biggest yeah. fud, the biggest fud gun you got. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like P three ATs and P thirty twos and mm-hmm. you're gonna yeah. run drills with your your ten gauge goose gun. Yeah. That's it. Do you know how many <laughs> listen, it's those guns that a lot of people hate on that when I talk to, to, to the the folks who are not the diehard gun guys like us um, those are the guns that save their lives. Like I talk to people who P three ATs save their life. It's a lot of people like oh, that, yeah. you know. Um you know the 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 guns that people call the cheap guns are the most useful guns because they get to the most people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and this is something um, people forget. I mean, I was just uh, I was talking to Sam Andrews the other day that that makes leather holsters about how um, I think I actually just put it out in in the video how he was making a Glock holster for me and I went to visit him and some hoity-toity person that only gets buys <laughs> sig guns came in there and said, this is like a poor man. Why are you even making a holster for this? For this Glock? This is how, you know, it's like, what? Dude, well, <laughs> uh, what hey, are we hey, talking guy, about there's here? Like, there's like millions of these guns out there. Tens of millions of yeah. these guns out there. That's yeah. why I'm making a holster for them. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's, I think that's the kind of mentality that you're speaking to, right, Mike? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah, there's just, there, there's, there's so many people out there that just, I mean, they're they're uneducated. They don't care. Um, you know, talking about the ATF fights that we currently have going on right now, how many people in the past year have bought an AR-15 uh, for no other reason than they think it might get taken away from them, and it's mm-hmm. just going to sit in their safe? It might be an AR-15 pistol, mm-hmm. and now all this crap is going on, and it could possibly be outlawed, banned, whatever the outcome mm-hmm. is. They become be a felon for what they have sitting there. Yeah. And, but they don't even know it because they don't follow what's going on. How many? So they, how many? Th- how many thousands have their bump stocks still? Oh, yeah, they didn't get. How, they didn't how many scratch thousand, the surface of the. How bump many stock. thousands got their bump stocks in? Their binary triggers and every, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and they yeah, don't even don't know. know. They don't. They don't have any idea. They, yeah, they, I don't know they, what kind of numbers it, how how accurate it was, but I think at one point I heard like legitimately like only eleven bump stocks were turned in. Yeah. It, 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 the, awesome. the biggest number that the biggest number of uh, bump stocks that they got was from that company. That see, this is the problem that happens. They're gonna come after the companies first. The companies get hit. Remember, remember that company had something like 
was it like 60,000? 60, yeah. 60,000. So the ATF took that and threw it in a crusher. Remember that video? Did you ever see that? But Remember? that's not over with. That lawsuit's yeah. not over with yet either. Yeah. So don't. So, no. yeah. I mean, you know, just craziness. Uh, uh, okay, Armament and Axes just gave us two bucks. Money, 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 money. Money. He says, uh, <laughs> he says, just to call you a dork, buddy. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, speaking of axes of arm and armament, yeah. just for the record, uh, I didn't pay for it. He had a comment uh, in there earlier. He's like, you overpaid for that cup. Actually, it was given to me as a gift. Oh, he's, he's hating on you because of your Yeti cup? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they are expensive, but you know. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I know there's some hate for Yeti because they did get anti-gun, but guess what? I am not going to go burn down my Yeti cups that I got. <laughs> let, let me yeah, tell you, all you Yeti haters, I'm going to use it. <laughs> my, my Yeti, my Yeti cooler that I use, I can uh -huh. fill that thing up with ice, and a week later, there's still ice in it. Yeah. So, am I going to support Yeti moving forward? Eh, probably not. If I could find something better, ultimately, you, know, you know, yeah. I, you know, I might have a bear come through my backyard, too. Not. So I'm good, you know. <laughs> Listen, I don't like it when companies, um, you know, go all anti-gun and stuff like that. I literally stopped wearing Levi's. Levi's used to be my favorite jeans. Oh, jeez, no. Yeah, no, and then no. they got into that whole thing, and I was done. Now my jeans I that I have, uh, what is it, double aught, uh, 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 what is it, triple aught something, zero or whatever, uh, those things are 200 bucks, but I was like, okay, I, I'm going to no. buy two pairs of jeans. Yeah, they're tactical, they're tactical jeans. Uh, okay. This, is, this okay. is before 5.11 was making the tactical, like, you know, no one was making real tactical jeans. So these look like jeans, <laughs> you know, but they have, but you could put um, AR magazines and stuff like that. So it's not a cargo pants. Uh, it looks like jeans, but it is a cargo pants. So I don't know. That's the best way I can explain it to you. And it cost two hundred bucks. No one else was doing it. But guess what? Um, I bought those jeans like <laughs> I think three years ago now, and I'm never buying another pair of jeans. I don't care how fat I get. I'm gonna stretch those jeans out. <laughs> you're gonna jump. You're gonna jump off the roof into those jeans. That's what yeah, I'm gonna. You know, but yeah. So, you know, going forward, I'm not gonna support Levi's anymore. Obviously, so. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is there's so many companies out there that they're just they're literally just trying to pander to mm -hmm. uh, you know certain right. people thinking yeah. it's going to do something you know it's it's like mm -hmm. it's like freaking celebrities that decide to get on their political soapbox you know what I don't care I pay you to entertain me you know mm -hmm. if you want to get on your political soapbox you know quit doing what you're doing. Do like Fred Thompson did. I mean, mm -hmm. Fred Thompson, man, I, I love that guy. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, get out of the uh, you know Hollywood line. Hollywood, yeah. And actually, go. go go run for office and mm -hmm. put your money where your mouth is. Uh, you know, uh, I, I don't care what you say unless you're actually going to do something other than run your mouth publicly. Yes, absolutely. Um, so let's see here. A couple of things. A couple of things I have to get to. Um, and I don't know if there's any qu uh, any questions. One, let me share. Uh, this is from Edward Andrews. He's showing his Caltech collection. Oh, look at that! That's a KSG. I, I, I that's a good-looking gun. Yeah, um, RDB. That's sexy right there. Um, this is the CMR. I like that. And the PMR. Look at that. Yeah, I like that. I love that yeah. Gator grip that thing that they have going there. Um, mm -hmm. 
And Jackie April said Walmart house brand Ozark Trail are made in the same plant as Yeti and do just as good in testing for six to eight bucks. Yes, they do. I know. I yep. I picked up, I picked up some of those. Uh, well, I was in Walmart one day and I'm walking along and there's a clearance uh, end of an end cap had clearance stuff on. Mm -hmm. They had those cups for two bucks a piece. I bought, I bought them all. Holy jeez, yeah. <laughs> I bought them all. That's where you I'm, go all in. <laughs> I'm throwing those I'm throwing those things in the laser. I'm going to mark those things up. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's a perfect place for, for someone to come in and compete, right? And make, oh, yeah. uh, you know, oh, do the, yeah, yeah. Do the Black Rifle Coffee version of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You I know. mean, it's, it's hard to, to compete making those cups like that. When you when you have the ch the chai comes doing it, and you know, and there's sweatshops that you know. Yeah, but I, what I'm I, saying I, is, for example, if you so like the Ozark Trail ones, if you can get them, and oh, laser yeah. them, you know, yeah. or figure out a way to do something with them where you can get some and put your own branding on there, this even is, if it costs a little bit more, people will support you if you're, you know. Yeah, this is not a Yeti cup. This is an off-brand one that I picked up at one of the department mm -hmm. stores. Mm -hmm. But it works just as good as any Yeti cup, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let me uh, get this up here. Shooting Gallery, any uh, shout-out to him. He says 87 people watching, only 8 likes. I don't know. It's not 8 likes. Uh, oh, yeah, but, it's 57 uh, likes. Yeah, let's smash the thumbs up. 57. Yeah, but we can get it to 100. So you guys just need to smash it um and it don't, it don't cost you nothing to hit the like button That's yeah. i see people i see people when they're driving their car and they don't use their turn signals mm -hmm. i said what they didn't pay extra for turn signals i mean what, what's the deal <laughs> that is so funny it's because for... as i was driving home tonight there was this brand new gmc pickup yeah. oh boy me, came right up behind me we we're in the turn turn lane and I was just like, man, that is such a shame. He has such a nice truck, and it didn't come with turn signals. <laughs> Bless their like, hearts. Use Bless, Bless use their hearts. They don't, you, you don't get charged extra for using your turn signals. Use yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's, uh, there's some horrible people out there. Before I forget this, Mike, and I know people have their questions. People want to talk about the Banshee and stuff like that. I'm going to uh, get into yes. it. Uh, but but I got to ask you this first before we get off of this. Um Okay, when are you guys doing the bullpup thing? When is it going to uh, happen, man? Oh, dear. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. I, I, I've seen various designs of things uh, on, on the whiteboard in engineering's room uh, at times, but mm -hmm. there, there are things due to uh, you know, current political climates that we're trying to bump up in front of that to just, you know, make things more for lack of a better description uh band proof mm -hmm. i mean i don't know that there is such a thing mm -hmm. uh but we've got some really cool ideas that we're coming out with trying to you know get around some of the stupid nomenclature that's floating around in some of the bills mm -hmm. and all that's really going to do is just turn around and make uh other more stupid nomenclature in those bills uh mm -hmm. but yeah i i I, I wish I could give you an answer. I, we have we have so many fun things that I've seen pop up in the drawing board in the last mm -hmm. five years that just you know yeah. it has to get back burnered because of something or you mm -hmm. know there's so many people that keep asking us about like a 12 gauge shotgun because mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure how many of you remember back in the day we had a muzzle loader uh, you know we actually had uh, uh, the 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 tamper rod was in the sling um, mm -hmm. the magazine actually held percussion caps. 
Uh, you know, I mean, it, it was kind of a, a fun little thing that we had going on. Uh, hmm. we, we definitely looked at the 12-gauge. Uh, the one thing a lot of people don't realize, though, is I, I, I got to choose my words wisely here or how this is going to come across. Yeah, no leaks. <laughs> Please <laughs> leak something here. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> well, I mean, designing a gun is not as difficult most of the time as designing a magazine. A reliable feeding magazine uh, is because extremely if, if, if difficult. If your mag don't work, you got a single shot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the thing is, I mean, you could have this brilliant design, but if you can't figure out the workings of the magazine, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it, it's getting you nowhere. And that's everything. A, yeah. a good, effective twelve gauge magazine. Uh, in an AR platform, I know was a huge headache forever, and you know that that's that's what slows a lot of projects down. Is you yeah. know you're like, hey, this project's great, we're they're this far along, and then you start trying to test designs of magazines. Go like, okay, hang on, let's let's stop, let's look at something else, and maybe come back to that because that is just making has anyone sense. achieved that? I mean, uh, even the like with the Saigos are those. I know we've got a project like that that we're working on. Most of what I see has to have like high brass when it's magazine fed. I know there's still some things coming out and some stuff we have in the pipeline that we're going to be testing along those lines. But let has me, anyone let worked another, that out? Let me throw another. Let me throw another angle at the whole shotgun idea. Mm-hmm. There's a place called Turkey. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the Turks and the Turks uh-huh. make a shitload of stuff. Bull pups, regular everything in between and they sell it cheap mm-hmm. so yeah. and they have magazine fed guns so if you want to compete with the turks i mean realistically depending mm-hmm. on your market i mean if you're going to make a hoity-toity expensive gun mm-hmm. then you know you might you might find a following but if you're trying to compete with those guys it's a hard it's a hard thing to do right now in my opinion mm-hmm. so in a shot in the shotgun world so yeah um, yeah and there's a, a relatively new kind of uh, AR looking shotgun that is just mm-hmm. it's completely saturated the market now I mean every oh, yeah. gun shop I go into has yeah. these things <laughs> everywhere I there's go into a, the local shields mm-hmm. there's like walls of them because so, and, it's one gun design that every single manufacturer they, it seems put one out I have one from Century Arms that's in the pipeline to get tested I don't know how it's going to go yet. I'm I'm interested in seeing it, but yeah, it's all the it's all the same Turkish thing, just rebranded onto different names. And and most of those shotguns, the internals are all the same. Mm-hmm. They just put different plastic on them. So right. mm-hmm. you end up you end up with all these. And, and I hate to say it, a lot of people fall for this plastic thing, you know. But you know, it's mm-hmm. all it's all stylized and it's all mm-hmm. vented and everything, and got little fancy muzzle brakes and everything. But mm-hmm. it it still goes bang like, you know. It, it, yeah, I know it doesn't do anything for me. I just look at them and go, "Oh, same old gun, different plastic." You know, what I mean, yeah. Because I'm looking, I'm looking oh, for yeah. things that are internal. I, I like to, if I want to buy a fancy, if I want to buy a, a bullpup shotgun, I want something mm-hmm. that's mechanically or different. Yeah, so I just don't, I just don't want a Benelli shotgun stuck in a plastic housing. So yeah, that's the thing is, I love, I love bullpups too, um, but I'm, I'm timid when it comes to Yay! new bullpups because. Oh. One of the things that's scary as hell is mm-hmm. an untested platform with the chamber right here. Oh. Right your face. Don't start that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Okay. Every gun out there can possibly blow up in your face. 
okay? The uh, idea that one gun is more likely than another, okay, there's, there's a, a lot of other things that are going to happen, and it's always point of least resistance. This is engineering stuff here. Point of least resistance is what you have to think okay. about. And in bullpups, well, I'm it's not saying, that, like right there, it's not necessarily the point of least resistance of where that thing's going. Well, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that uh, bullpups are inherently dangerous or mm -hmm. the nature of that. I'm just saying you have somebody that decides to get into the bullpup market with an untested product or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. less than uh, tested product, uh, and they decide to make that the bullpup. So it's not necessarily the features of a bullpup in general it's mm -hmm. the fact that somebody is trying to cut a corner right. in that market is right no. i yeah i understand what you're saying but that's always the old wives tale you just made walter happy with that one that's always the thing that he <laughs> brings up but like i've actually seen i've shot enough guns including bullpups to see things go wrong if something has a hot load or whatever it is or it's um you know overgassed whatever and typically what happens in a lot of bullpups, just from the design, is it blows out the black, the uh, back, right? So usually the design of a bullpup, it's got like rubber or whatever in the back plate of it, and it blows that out. So, I mean, you know, uh, that, that, like it's not going to blow up right there in your face. If any gun's going to blow up in your I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It happens to people that guns blow up in their face, and those things weren't bullpups, so... When you get your Turkish uh, bullpup shotgun from Century Arms, uh -huh. we'll take it apart and I'll show you what I'm talking about. Oh, well, you know. Because I'll bring my Turkish shotgun that looks like an AR-15, mm -hmm. and it'll be mechanically the same innards inside, mm -hmm. just a different plastic housing. So Right, um, right. Okay. All right. I know. I get it. Not everyone, not everyone should necessarily be making, you know, bullpups. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get the CMMG bullpup out. Uh, let me let me let me also throw a little thing on the manufacturing mm -hmm. thing. The way I look at things. Yeah. Okay. Am I going to spend a lot of money coming up with some whiz bang thing on a chance where I can make what I'm making right now and make a lot of them and sell a whole bunch of them right now? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Why the why the, why the why the market is interested in what I'm making? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, it's hard. It's hard for a company just to go, hey, let, let's make this new weird gun and throw it out there and see what happens. In the meantime, they stopped doing the stuff that they've been selling by the tens of thousands. Well, that doesn't make any sense. That's not a well, that's not a good business. So. Sometimes, I mean, if you're going to come out with a, oh, I don't want to say a bad word like Hudson or something, but if you're going to come uh -huh. out with a, <laughs> why do you have to? Every, everybody got a snicker on that one, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. uh, I mean, I mean, come out if, right now. You remember when the Hillary plan was in place. Everybody mm -hmm. in the world was making AR-15s. Everybody was going to get into the M4 business, and they were going to get they were going to get rich. Mm -hmm. And we had hundreds of these little companies pop up, knocking out M4 carbines. Nothing different, nothing. What happened to all those people mm -hmm. when the Hillary plan didn't work? Right. They had a lot of gun saws sitting around. Yeah. And it was, sure. you know. Yeah. I mean, it was hard for an, for an AR company to sell an AR-15 when you could buy some of these ARs rocking a shooting gun for less than 400 bucks it was hard to it was hard to sell an AR15 i mean yeah unless you were doing something unique and different they were all the same yeah what do you what do you have to say about this mike how are you guys cuz right now what you're making what's already popular and you already have out there is making you money right right 
Yeah. Well, and that's why and, we're trying to come up with the different things, like you know, the radio delay blowback and the Mark Forty Seven, mm-hmm. and right because you know, we're, 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 we're it, it's it's still familiar, but just different enough. Um, but you know, taking that familiar territory and just deciding to go bolt up or you know <laughs> something completely different. Uh, I mean, that that I'm not saying it's a risk we wouldn't take. Um, but I mean, th- there's gotta be a lot more behind it than that. And that's the other thing too, is so many people also don't necessarily realize the sheer amount of T and E going behind a gun before it ever sees the light of day. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's multiple guns that we have out there that, you know, we, we're working on them for two or more years, uh, before we ever say to the world, this is coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. I mean, there's there, if done right, there is a lot in the background. Uh, but you know, it's the AR market is a good market. Uh, yeah, it's going to be t- it's going to be tough to try to deviate from that. You know, I, I would say just look at you know advancements in the 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 current components or you know advancements in things that are are very familiar. Mm-hmm. Let me just say this: just picture just. Paint this picture in your mind, okay? Five seven bullpup, boom. I'm just gonna leave that there. I'm just gonna leave it. I'm, let I'm it marinate. Yeah, let it I'm marinate painting. a little bit. <laughs> so, I couldn't see the full uh, frame there, Walter, so I didn't know what you were doing. PS ninety. Walter's painting. Okay, listen. Let's get to some of the comments or questions from people shooting. And if you see, if you guys see any Walter, Mike, let me know. Shooting gallery. Okay. And he says, I would love to see a fixed mag CMMG receiver. Uh, he's in mass, so. Um, what what are you guys doing for those scenarios? Are you developing anything or? Uh, I mean, the, the the tricky thing there is, I mean, it, it's really hard to come up with a a product line that can go out to this many people, but then have just little variants, uh, mm-hmm. you know, off you know to, to tweak. Uh, we we do what we can in some of those areas, uh, you know trying to do things that are more California compliant or, or restricted magazine capacity states compliant. Um, you know, it, it's, it's really tricky to keep up with some of their law changes too. Uh, I'm not saying they, they frequently change. California is probably the most uh, relevant when it comes to changing laws all the time. Uh, but it, it's, it's really tricky for us to adapt a change. And then as soon as it's ready to go, it's changed again. <laughs> it's changed again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we're, we're, we're always looking at it and we're, we're trying to look at every market that we can get into. Uh, but sometimes it's just, it's, uh, the, you, you'd be surprised. Sometimes it might just be this one little part that we need to change. Uh, but that one part is through a different supplier that knows what they've got. And all of a sudden that little part adds a cost to the gun that, seems unreasonable Mm -hmm. uh so i mean there's there's just so many different ways to look at it and and then we're like okay well if that's not feasible uh now we're going back to square one and we've got our engineers trying to look at an in-house solution uh something that we can design and make and start producing in-house well but by the time we get done engineering that it's again changed Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's we, we try to be as fluid as possible it's just it's really hard in the ever changing you know world of 
gun control and gun legislation. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, I would say, I would add to that, that, uh, Massachusetts and other states like that, including Florida, right? We're going through some of those things. You got to fight for your right to party, man. (laughs) You know, ultimately that's the thing here, right? Because if you let a state like California dictate, uh, its own rules like that, this is how you get cafe standards and you start getting messed up cars. (laughs) And then just imagine having around the country... You know, um, what are we looking at? There's, what, like maybe 20 states like that that have those kinds of um, laws and everyone's trying to dictate what's legal. Yeah, and, and every you know, one of them has suits. just little subtle nuances. I mean, whether mm-hmm. it's just magazine capacity restrictions or, you know, you can't have a muzzle device that's, you know, threaded. Uh, you know, we, we recently, you know, came out with our linear comps. Uh, and one of the things we found out when we released the linear comps is in the marketing and everything around it, if we even remotely say that it could be a flash hider or reduce flash in the slightest, then this state can't have it because it's a flash hider. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, it's it's it, it's really, I mean, it, it's really weird to the point that you you have to watch what you say in its packaging and its materials, mm-hmm. regardless of what it physically is or what it physically does, if you misspeak, uh, you know, in their eyes on how it's represented, re- represented, it you now can't sell to that state. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's tough for. Okay, Walt, did you want to add something there? Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna take that as just, a no. Just, I was gonna say about how you market your stuff, mm-hmm. and I got I got called stupid when I said it. Mm-hmm. Um, P- Pistol braces and the uh, and our friends over at uh, at um, oh, what's his company that makes the fancy oh. uh, you? <laughs> the yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah yeah that guy yeah 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 because mm-hmm. he they say he marketed this stuff as the pistol braces a way to get around. Uh, the SBR thing, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I got called stupid because I brought yeah. that up, yeah. um, and that was one of the reasons. That was one of the reasons that ATF went after them. Marketing <laughs> is a thing. Yeah, yeah <laughs> marketing. That's one of the things we have to watch too. Is you know, any in-house photography and everything of that sort. I mean, not cheeking a pistol. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like whenever I have models made up for video use or anything of that sort, I request them to be manufactured as an SVR because that way, I mean, mm-hmm. somebody wants to see the five inch barrel variant of it. Well, okay. I can have a stock on it being an SVR and it's perfectly fine for it to mm-hmm. be shouldered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, just me trying to think of projects ahead of time. I'm like, okay, I have this project I need to do in a month and it's going to be centered around this product. But, mm-hmm all the video that I'm possibly going to be doing or photography around it. Um, you know, it, let's, let's face it. It's an AR. Somebody, you want to shoulder it, mm-hmm. um, but I can't market it that way. Yeah. 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 It's it. Look, it sucks that we even, that we have to go th- jump through all those kinds of hoops, but we got it. We, we have to fix it. If we don't fix it, the manufacturers have to deal with this regardless because they're the ones who are going to get visited and shown up on which we've already gone through. OK, let me. Uh, Gen Champ Jr. says, how about CMMG AR conversion kit in five, seven by twenty eight? Did we do we mention that before? I we already talked about that, didn't we? 
the conversion well, there kit? Is a, there is a 22 conversion kit that goes into our Mark 57, or it goes into a standard AR lower with a Mark 57 upper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some people ask for a conversion that you could put into a 5.56 AR that converts it to 5.7. Oh. Mm. Um, th- there's definitely a lot more uh, engineering going behind that if that's the direction. But if you're talking just wanting to be able to shoot 22 out of your 5.7, we have that. Mm. Oh, yeah. that's. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what we have. Okay, let me get this. Uh... Money, 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 money. There you go. Money. We, we, we like money. <laughs> we like money. Uh, Jackie April, if I'm saying it right, says, Hank, when are you going to do the thousand round dagger test? <laughs> also, do you think Franklin's, uh, hold on, what is this? Franklin's timing when the new trigger is odd given the AFT climate. So that's a two-parter. Um, right. So, and then shout out to Black Diamond Guns and Gear out there. I'm sure that's, uh, my, my uh, prognostication says that that is a Josh just weird like that i'm pretty sure it's josh doing it because they're all named josh um so okay the thousand round test on the dagger actually it's going to be about 1800 rounds and we're testing that this weekend so we have um that dagger that psa has been sending around the country is in our possession right now and we have 1800 rounds (laughs) you gotta do exercise my finger to get ready for that yeah (laughs) So this weekend, Walter, myself, and Babyface P, that's what we're going to be getting up to. Uh, and we're going to take it. So I think it's coming to us at 3,200 rounds after, who's it been? I think um, uh, Johnny B from... Uh, 704 from, he, had he, it last. Yeah, he did it for PPU Tactical. You guys know Johnny B. He's a big uh, CMMG fan. Uh, I see. Yeah, I actually, I just recorded a video with him about two or three hours ago. So Yes. Uh, surprise, surprise, surprise. Um, (laughs) yeah uh so he i think he's the first one to get it it's gone through a bunch of people 704 uh tactical i think being the last person that got it we're gonna get it from 32 up to about 5,000 rounds or a little bit over that and then i believe it's going to tactical toolbox after that um and i know i'm missing out people elfsters uh, rifles and reloading had it as well so um you know, that's what's going on with that particular thing. And then there was a question in there about, let me put this back up here. Uh, what do I think on Franklin's timing on the new trigger? Is it odd given the AFT climate? ATF climate? Yeah, the ATF climate. Yeah, so Franklin, I, I don't know if uh, both Walter and Mike are aware of that. Franklin Armory, who does sponsor this podcast, shout out and thank you to them, but also full disclosure, um, they came out with a binary trigger for the Ruger uh, pistol, for the PCCs. Um, so is it odd timing? I think it's what we're talking about here with manufacturing. That stuff has to come out. What are you going to wait for? Yeah. If in you that do, respect, what are you what are you waiting for? I mean, especially if you've got thousands of parts made ready to go, are you going to sit on them? Yeah, I think the development so. process <laughs> and and, and see, yeah, go ahead, Walt. I mean, it's it's all tested and ready to go. A binary triggers are not the focus right now, I don't think. So, rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and does it I matter what the focus is? Ultimately, they want everything, so you might as yeah. well. I would rather I mean, see. I would rather see manufacturers put stuff out 
and we're able to get our hands on them, then before these things go into effect, you know, and then they can't manufacture it because if they do, they're going to be the ones getting visited. So I would prefer to put them out and let people get their hands on it. And then we get to make choices, you know, for example, where we go, we're not going to comply. Or maybe our states are Second Amendment sanctuaries that have teeth, you know, and don't let these guys come into the state and all, all these different things. So, um, I, Mike, did you want to I know you obviously don't work for Franklin Armory. Okay, yeah, so can we you, get it? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, no, I was, I was just—I I didn't know exactly what question I was. Yeah, I was going to say, like, someone's asking it. about like the timing of Franklin Armory putting it out. Oh, that part. Yeah. I—I—I uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't say it's suspect in the slightest. I think it's just, uh, like like Walter was saying, they have they have things they've been working on, and you know they've got to come out at some point. Uh, even mm-hmm. even if it was on the verge of trying to come out, I mean, mm-hmm. and and they they really had to ramp up production to try to get it out in that shorter window. I I, I don't think that was a reactive measure. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that they had to have had that plan for quite some time prior. Because I mean, yeah. let's face it. I mean, the the that that little nine mil and it it's it's got a great aftermarket following already when it comes to a lot of other accessories. Mm-hmm. It was logical for that to be one of the next things to come out with. Yeah, more than likely they had that ready to go for last shot show that we all missed. <laughs> right, Yeah. exactly. Um, so, you know, and I haven't spoken to, I do know the guys at uh, Franklin Armory, um, and I haven't spoken to them a lot lately because it's been really crazy and you know there's a lot of things going on there i believe including something that has to do with a little company called bushmaster that's not part of franklin armory it's separate but i'm having this conversation right now you know saying that they have uh there's things going on there so um yeah i think ultimately things are just in development they have to go out and um there's no time like the present to put them out there you want to start bringing the cash register yeah, you know, get those things sold. So <laughs> that's what it's all about. You got to ring the cash register. You know? And not to necessarily say anything negative toward toward Franklin Armory, mm-hmm. but I mean, you you do have the influx of the FRT trigger mm-hmm. uh, that you're seeing a lot of people doing in the AR market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Franklin has, you know, they've had their binary trigger out for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And you know, then you had the Fostec, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Echo. The Echo, yeah. It, and then you got the FRT. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I I think it was logical for them to be like, okay, well, the binary trigger in the AR market is is getting a little saturated. What new market can we go into mm-hmm. that we can we can own that market? Yeah, because no one's necessarily doing anything for it yet. And one of, one of the other things I would say to to people out there if they don't realize it, and we've had like Jay, the owner of Franklin Armory on the show before uh, in, in different ways. Um, Franklin Armory is one of those companies out there that's 100% willing to fight the government. <laughs> um, they're willing to fight California. They're willing to fight the ATF. They're willing to fight like all of these these things. And it's that's an expensive thing to get into, right? And everyone can't do that. But they are willing to go out there and fight it. And at the same time, try to deliver things to people that people want. I'm not trying to say everyone 
um, has to have a binary, but it's pre it's pretty cool. It can get expensive for you, <laughs> ammo wise, but you know I think that they're um, they're pushing the boundaries, and then they're also willing to go out there and fight those things. But ultimately, like we were talking about, who's going to be the first one to step up? You've got to put things out, and then these guys come against you, and you fight them, and all that kind. Of, you you know we've we just got to make these things happen. So. Um, but I don't think, I don't know, like how many times do companies really, like if there's a thing of it being like some kind of, um, conspiracy behind the scenes, I think it's just as simple as time for that thing to get announced <laughs> and, and keep it moving. So, um, let's see what else uh, we have there. We have, what other questions you guys see? I, any I saw somebody here that was asking uh, what all components does CMMG make in house? Um, mm -hmm. uh, it's my 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 fun answer to that is more and more every day. Uh, it, it's mm -hmm. one of those things that I mean the, the amount of growth we've had in the last year and the ability to bring in new machines. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're we're just seeing so much more, so much more being produced in house, uh, and we have we have more growth for our building and facility uh, slated soon. Uh, yeah, which is going to help us bring even more and more stuff in the house. I mean, so mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know that I can necessarily go into all the details of the exact things we build in the house, uh, you know, but a lot of the larger components are starting to be done in the house. We're still outsourcing certain small parts and springs and things of that sort because okay. uh, there's just there's just science and machinery behind some of those that we, we, we can figure out what spring rate metal and stuff we want, but it's easier just to get a hold of, you know, somebody, you know, in Arkansas or somewhere that that has the stuff to make those for us really quick. So yeah, uh, but but a lot of the big stuff we're uh, we're we're moving full steam ahead. I'm doing a lot more in house. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it, it, it's an exciting time. Yeah, uh, can we ask what you don't make in house? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you guys make barrels? Um. I, I don't know what I'm at liberty to discuss okay. on things. Like All right. Sort. All right. No, we'll leave it. We'll leave it. I don't want to, I don't want to put any things uh, out before you guys. Trust me. There's, there's so much like, I, I love sharing information and mm -hmm. I, I wish I could just sit there and go, <laughs> yeah, we do this and this and this. And, and then this, you have to talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah. And then tomorrow yeah. I'm coming to work and they're like, what did you say? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get to find out what that G means in that CMMG. I, no. I'm not speaking for anybody, but things like spring. <laughs> oh wait, what happened there with oh? Did uh, what's going on here? There. Yeah, something happened there. Okay, you, everyone froze up there oh, for a second. Weird, you there, yeah. Walt? Yeah, yeah. yeah you here. let the spring yeah. people make springs, and and to be honest with you, make you let the mm -hmm. barrel people make barrels. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, but that's just that's just that's just me. That's all I'm saying. It's just me. Yeah, you definitely let the barrel people make the barrels. Uh, we, I mean, we've got. We, we've got plenty of things to help finish things off in in house, yeah. uh, but yeah. it's uh, it's uh, it's the the other thing too is relying on some of those outside suppliers too. Though uh, certain materials are just very difficult to come by now, also. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's just uh, you know s supply uh, is supply is down for raw goods. 
but the demand is higher than ever for all of the materials and, and things that those raw goods have to be made into. So mm-hmm. it's just uh, it, it's tricky, and because of situations like that, you know, it, it's really it's really difficult for manufacturers like ourselves to uh, be uh, susceptible or, or, or to be you know held captive by a supply chain um, that makes things be out of our control. So looking at all those different stages that are out of our control, we're just slowly bringing more and more in house mm-hmm. to make sure that we don't have to worry about that problem in the future. Yeah. I, so, I know it sounds like a really vague cop out answer, no, but I, think, I, have, to, I yeah. have to watch how I answer it. So. Yeah. And I think if like, we talk a lot about like industry stuff here and I think there's folks who are, who are in the audience who are in the industry and stuff like that. You got to put a little bit of salt and pepper from from what it is, like a, the industry terms um, of what's going on there. And the thing that I was thinking, and I wanted to ask both of you guys this, since you're both manufacturers, um, you know, different scales, obviously. So, so, for example, I was recently looking at the video of Wilson Combat, their new facilities. Amazing. I think that's in Arkansas, right? I don't know if I you saw so, any yeah. of that. Yeah, and um, I mean, they spent like $10 million. They're doing great expansions. They've got some awesome uh, machinery in there. I think they're doing like wire EDM stuff, all kinds of uh, cool things. As manufacturers, how do you balance um, expanding and getting into new, um, you know, new expenditures, new spending and all that to expand when you're also going through high demand like we've been going through for the last year? But then you have, but but you're trying to balance that with what Walter said that like all of a sudden six months from now there could be no demand. So how do you balance all those things? <laughs> you want to take a stab at it first, or you want me to? Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take a look at it. I mean, okay. you know, it's happened to other manufacturers. Example, example, Daniel Defense. Uh, they they built this ginormous building and they all this stuff. And then the market just, the AR market just, and they're in the high-end AR market. Mm-hmm. The AR market just took a, you know, mm-hmm. because there was so much stuff out there mm-hmm. at such a low price point. Um, they had a tough time, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you had, you had 20 or 30 new machines, you got a 20 or 30 new machine machine payment every month you got to make. And you got to have somebody mm-hmm. to run that machine. And mm-hmm. you got to buy the material to put in that machine. And if all of a sudden you're selling it at cost, yeah, you got to pay the work. electricity for those yeah, machines. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be very long before you're going to be uh, there's going to be a tractor trailer showing up, load those machines up to go off to auction. So you got to balance all that. You know, uh, this is this is interesting time because it's crazy busy now. But what happens if all of a sudden there's another assault weapons ban and half the stuff that you like to to have and buy you can't buy anymore it'll mm. be i lived through that in 94 i saw all that stuff <laughs> it, it, it was different times you know i mean mm-hmm. but you know you just have to you, you gotta sometimes you gotta take a chance you know if, if you're gonna expand and and you got new product and you got different things yeah i, I i'm not yeah saying i mean you're still ex- you've still expanded under all of I this just and bought, i just bought a couple of new machines myself to make stuff mm-hmm. and part of that stuff i make might get banned <laughs> so I'm mm-hmm. I'm looking at I'm looking at making other things that that the government doesn't look at. Mm-hmm. So um, it is, and, and that's it is. one of the things right there is mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, what again, I'm not sure how, how many people know, uh, there are certain things that aren't necessarily made in house. You know, you might have them farmed out to a, a machine shop. You're like, okay, I'm I need you to have this raw material. Uh, you're gonna make this to this spec. You know, you're gonna program your machine to to do all this stuff for us. Um, but those machine shops, they have a livelihood uh, doing other things. If right we no longer are placing orders with them. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So I, I think part of what we're going to look at too is, okay, you know, what are other things that we could do with this machinery? Ah, should that okay. market dry up. So I mean, oh, other, other widgets, other widgets to make. Yeah. Yeah. There's other, yeah. other widgets and there's other uses for that machinery. Um, mm-hmm. right. We want that machinery to continue making gun parts, obviously. Uh, but you know, having that machinery, um, you know, it, it does allow a, a little bit of a safety net. God forbid the worst thing happens. Yeah, and and by the way, from from what I see, there are quite a few other companies that in the um, firearms manufacturing industry that do that, that do make other widgets. Not a lot of people talk about that, though. Yeah. I oh mean, yeah. I mean, there's. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I it's a safety net thing. You know, I mean. I've seen this stuff happen before, like I said, and if all of a sudden things get weird, and 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 your widget gets <laughs> taken off the market, you, it's ha- it happens to machine shops, for example. If a machine shop is only making aerospace parts for one company, and their can't their contract gets canceled, guess what happens to that machine shop? They are gone. In yeah, a couple yeah. in a couple of weeks, they're gone, and so that's because they didn't have any other business. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Do do companies avoid that, Mike? You think because like, are they worried, like, if you're making this widget that's in a safe space, <laughs> quote unquote, and then those people find out you make guns, they go after you? Or do they hide it because they don't want the gun guys to know that they're doing the other stuff? Which I wouldn't understand why. Like, I don't care, you know. I, uh, that's a really good question. I mean, I... I've never thought of it in that way myself. Mm-hmm. No. I, I I haven't either. That's that's not really anything. I, I, I don't think... Man, that's that's that is really a good question. I, uh, I'm a genius. I, Let's just say that. No, business, I'm just business standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if we're being asked to make that widget for somebody, uh, it I, I think it's on the end user if they want to divulge that the like, gun company is making that widget or not, mm-hmm. and how that affects their bottom line and, and you know <laughs> their marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is, is that going to be a, a well-kept secret like, you know, what CMMG stands for? <laughs> <You> yeah. <know? laughs> uh, it, yeah, thanks for bringing that back up, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, that's going to be the theme throughout this whole thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you got it. You got it. You got you to gotta think that way. You got to look that way. I mean, as soon as soon as, it, soon as the gun world gets weird, I, I go into like I call it survival mode. Mm-hmm. I start to think, what, what are we going to do to to keep our, keep the doors open here you know mm-hmm. the pandemic was a, a good example of that kind of mm-hmm. uh, well, i mean we were open the whole time mm-hmm. and we were busy the whole time we were busy before that you know but um mm-hmm. you just have to adapt i guess you'll say one thing about materials you were talking about material material cost is up everything mm-hmm. we buy oh. is up yeah. mm-hmm. everything i mean i just bought some material and i'm not buying it by the truckload or anything but i you know i'm, I'm buying it enough and uh I sent it out to three different three different distributors to get, and I got three different prices, and it and it varied greatly. Now, some of the ones that want more money have it in stock, 
versus the other guy that wants it for five hundred dollars less. I just got to wait a week to get it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know, it's I. There was a time when I didn't even, I didn't even when I was busy, busy. I didn't even half the time check what the price was. I just called up the local distributor. I sent him an email and order this, and boom, gave him a credit card number, and it was here. Mm-hmm. But um, I've gotten a little more picky lately when I've noticed how the, the, the vast difference in pricing yeah. and how much stuff has went up. I mean. Are you guys um, upping prices yet? Are you uh, passing on? Because um, obviously this is happening throughout um, the world. I'm not even going to say the country. This is happening throughout the world that prices on everything are going up. And, you know, ultimately it has to get passed on. So is that happening yet? It's not that bad. I mean, we have enough. Uh, 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 I'd say this. We have enough profit in our in our thing. Where we don't have to do it at this point. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time, I get these. Email, I'm getting emails from all the distributors. Mm-hmm. They're carrying all the guns out there, and gun prices are falling like quick. I mean, they're. Mm-hmm. Uh, I matter of fact, those Turkish shotguns that they were they were whoring out for six hundred dollars in the middle of this crazy times now are back down to two hundred something dollars. What? So it's like, yeah. Oh, that 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 Turkish shotgun you're waiting on. I just got an email from one of the distributors for. Two hundred and eighty dollars for that shotgun. Yeah, I yeah yeah I already have it. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> so yeah, at the same time as prices for materials going up, the 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 the, the cost for the firearms for the for the for the distributor or dealer or whatever are going down because yeah. of. Um, and and, the, and now what happens is when as creepy Joe gives out another fourteen hundred dollar check, it'll get it'll the phones will start buzzing at my shop. I don't know about you guys, but. So you know, mm-hmm. every time those checks came out, the phones mm-hmm. started ringing off the, you know, people wanting to buy parts and pieces and and. Uh, yeah, well, and what caliber are you getting your stimulus check came within? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> so are you? So um, I think can you? You know, how would you answer that? Are you guys raising prices, or you feel the same way as Walter? The prices. Oh uh, yeah, down? I mean, we're. Uh, I guess one of our advantages is we you know we are a, a little bit bigger scale, uh, so we can we can kind of absorb that across the board a little bit more um but we really haven't had any price increases i mean since since 2019 where we redid our entire product lineup i mean the maximum any one of our firearms has gone up since then is 50 bucks okay uh so i mean we're really trying to keep them as long as possible yet on social media we have people all the time saying you know Hey, you're, you you you've jacked your prices up. I'm like, no, you're looking at it on GunBroker, and people are, you know, yeah, they're they're yeah. they're bidding it up, you know, mm-hmm. or you're looking at a dealer that has the ability to charge, you know, the yeah. price for the demand. Right. Um, Look, and, but, and they think it, they think it's us uh, dictating the price, and it's not. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, go ahead, Walt. I, when when things were all nutty and crazy, people were paying outrageous prices for stuff, and and not even flinching an eye. And, um, and, and, and if you pay that kind of money for stuff, then it's your fault. You know, I, mm-hmm. I haven't bought anything major during this time because I know what's going to happen and it's already happening. Prices are falling oh. like a rock. Ammo prices are coming down slowly, but it, it, they got to come down because people aren't buying. You know? Yeah. So, Freedom yeah. Flash Ammunition says primers dollar sign. A primer is still yeah, a problem. No. It seems that. Yeah, it seems that way. Yeah. But they'll catch up with that, too. I mean, it's. That's happened before. That happened after, um, oh, what is it? That one shooting, the school shooting. Um, every, uh, reloading components got out of out of out of uh, you know crazy and everything. And um, 
and eventually everything caught back up again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you gonna? What you were gonna say something to that, Mike? Uh, <laughs> I think I saw a squirrel run yeah um i was either gonna take a look at your uh social media or we're gonna get into talking about some other like stuff outside of um you know outside of uh the gun world here for a second so which one do you guys want to do what should we well, get into i know here? i know walter doesn't want to talk movies yeah walter yeah walter is <laughs> well, a movie hater He's a movie hater. No, it's not hate. So just you know something ready. about you know what? It's surprising. Uh, so many gun people like movies, but the the movie industry is so anti-gun. What's up it's, with that? It, you know what's an even weirder what, thing? What? There's so All many guns in movies. <laughs> it's the whole well, Hollywood but, crap that I was talking about earlier, where you yeah. have all the jack yeah. wagons that mm-hmm. think they have a voice, and it's just. Oh, but I did. I did just remember uh, what I was going to talk about regarding uh, mm-hmm. you know, adding to what Walter said regarding prices and their mm-hmm. changes. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the the last time we went through this was mm-hmm. uh, Sandy Hook. Mm-hmm. Sandy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you had people that I mean, at that time, <laughs> I was running a gun shop, and we had mm-hmm. six eight hundred dollar ARs, and people were buying them for you know six eight hundred dollars, and then that weekend probably. they would turn around and go to a gun show and sell it for twelve, thirteen, eighteen hundred dollars, and then six eight months later, you would have somebody that bought. An eight hundred dollar AR for eighteen hundred dollars at a gun show. Yeah, come yeah, into your yeah. shop and want to sell it. Oh no, yeah, please, wanna... Mister, please, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, but I, but I paid this much for it. I'm like, I'm sorry, you fell prey to that. Yeah, yeah. buy low, sell high, sell high. Uh, <laughs> when when the market's up, you sell. When it's down. You buy stuff. If the, you know, AR, AR, AR lowers are a prime example. When it was crazy, mm-hmm. people paid three hundred dollars for an AR lower, a stripped lower. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, and it's like, due to that time, I got like a safe full of them. And I jokingly said I was investing in precious metals. I'm telling you, seriously. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if we're looking at like, so we're not the casual gun guys. This is the thing. Like, no. that should be the casual gun people. Now, I'm not going to lie. When I first got into gun stuff and buying things, I overpaid for stuff, right? But once you get into this and you start following it, you're not supposed to be doing that. You're supposed to buy low, sell high if if you want to sell. I, There's people who don't you know, sell anything, but I mean, come on. You know, $135 for a thousand rounds of nine millimeter before the whole pandemic thing. I, I ain't paying $300 or 400 or a thousand. Some people have a thousand dollars for a thousand yeah. rounds. I'm like, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. I mean, I, no. I, I still have my ammo from the third grade, so. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know because you shot all mine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't been into, you know, the gun industry that heavy, but for maybe the past 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good time. I remember when, when I got into it and I really got active into shooting handguns, I remember being able to go to Walmart and buy a 200-round box of Winchester White Box for nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And yeah. every time I would walk by Walmart, I'd be like, oh, I got an extra 10 bucks," And I would just grab, you know, mm-hmm. a few mm-hmm. here and there. Yeah. I'd stockpile it. And I would go to the range and I would shoot five or six hundred rounds and yeah. not care in the slightest. If I knew then <laughs> what was going to happen, I'd have been buying a hell of a lot more, though. Oh, for sure. I mean, everyone, everyone, uh, I think, would have done that, right? I would have um, bought a pallet of nine millimeter if, at that 135 if I would have known. 
yeah. couple months later it was going to shoot oh, up. Trust like me, it did. Walter buys pallets of ammo. Well, not not these days, but no, no, yeah, <laughs> in the past. I mean, I would, I would, I would, you know, even when you mentioned like Sandy Hook at that time, I had receivers sitting around, mm-hmm. but I didn't sell anything because I just first I didn't want to be bothered with it, but secondly, mm-hmm. I just I didn't I I didn't have to, mm-hmm. you know. So it's right. Like, yeah. This time around, when the pandemic thing was going, I start thinking to myself, you know what? I'm gonna go through my safe and go through my stuff, and I got doubles of this and doubles of that. I took it to a local gun auction that does, you know, on the internet, and people paid nutty prices for stuff. I mean, yeah. I, 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 yeah. Listen, I was I like, sl- I was, I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is. Cool. I know this is sacrilege to gun guys, but I sold some guns. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, prices, I mean, you know, because I'm going to acquire other guns, and now I'm just waiting for dudes <laughs> to start bringing back in those guns that I want, and I can get them cheap. <laughs> Look at SKSs and Mosins. Oh, they should whoa. not be at the prices they are. $400 for a radio beat-up Chinese SKS? I'd like, yeah. uh, I never well, I, I can, to pay more than 75 bucks for one. I can right. remember when those guns were $49. <laughs> you know, I mean, that was a long time ago, but still. Mm-hmm. Or Mosin the Gumps for $49, you know, and like. Yeah, and you got a case of ammo with it. <laughs> uh, well, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, um, I remember going to gun shows and guys would literally have crates of them. Uh, oh, they yeah. would be popping open the crates. Oh, of the Mosins, yeah. Mm-hmm. Crates of the oh, Mosins, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I yeah. bought a couple of those crates of Mosins, actually. Um, Mark, markets you know, are up and down. Markets are up and down. I mean, go ahead. And it, I, it, I there's, think one of the there, better deals I had during Sandy Hook was. Uh, I had friends that were trying to acquire pieces to build their ARs because that's how tricky things were at that point. And I had a friend of mine, he was like, uh, hey, man, do you by chance have a bulk carrier group? I'm like, yeah, I've got a few of them. He's like, well, what would it take to get one? I'm like, I I don't know. He had like a brand new in-the-box Surefire M300 Scout Light Mm. with like the tape switch. He's like, I'll trade you. I'm like. (laughs) <laughs> tried not to. I tried not to look too enthusiastic at the time. Like, That's a deal yeah. all day long. <laughs> yeah, um, that was when uh, we didn't have like uh, as many flashlights out there as we do now, right? Yeah. 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 So. Um, look, it's like the car thing right now. I would recommend to people. Well, we haven't talked about cars. You're into cars, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, Walter's into not cars too. Not so much too. the Tesla truck, but. Yeah, well, you know, you're going to be very <laughs> jealous of my Cybertruck when it comes out. Um, hey, I, I'm know, not saying I wouldn't I, go for a ride in it. And you. I would put, yeah, I would put this Kool-Aid thing all over it, man. You know, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I'll put one of those removable stickers. Uh, anyway, so the thing is, is like right now, if you have extra cars laying around, I'm serious. So let's say, for yeah. example, you have too many cars, you got too many payments and stuff. Go sell it because I am telling you. That yeah. dealerships out there will pay you what you paid for a car, if not more. So you can get out of loans that you don't want to get into. If you've got cars sitting around that you're not driving or you don't want, go sell them. I was just at the Audi dealership today, and they were like, we don't have any cars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so well, I mean, I'm right down the road thing. from the GMC plant yeah. in Winsfield, Missouri. And mm-hmm. you know the whole microchip shortage, I mean, they literally have a rail yard full of trucks that are mm-hmm. done that are waiting for the microchips. Yeah, I think Ford. Yeah, Ford went. I think Ford put their people on hiatus or something. GMC uh, did too. The yeah. ones at the plant there in Missouri. Yeah, so this I, is a I good hope time this to sell is a lesson learned for the auto manufacturers. I really do. I well, it's but it, it's based on what you were saying before. What happened with a lot of auto manufacturing with the chip shortage is that at the beginning of COVID, 
they stopped building everything, right? Because because they couldn't have their employees come in, they stopped ordering because they were ordering just in time for all the parts and stuff like that that they needed. So when they stopped ordering the chips, there happens to be only one place in the world that makes 90 something percent of the chips, I think South Korea. And so South Korea wasn't getting those orders, but everyone was staying home and getting uh, new TVs and Xboxes and stuff like that. So they switched over to making that. And that's why now we have the shortage in America because those things are still selling and they don't give a crap about switching back and we never set up manufacturing in America to make our own chips. So that's why we're here. You yeah, know? and they canceled well, like all said, those orders when they didn't think they needed them because the market was down. Yeah. And now they, they, they're like, oh crap, we need to place those orders. Even if they switch back, they're still in the queue. Yeah, and they, well they're not they, gonna yeah, they're not getting fulfilled anytime soon. Right. Yeah. So uh, as I as I stated previously, I hope the auto industries has learned not to be dependent on a foreign factory for all their their, their chips. Yeah. You would you would think that I know a lot of those chips are all designed here. It's not like it's designed in Korea. It's just manufactured in Korea or China or wherever the hell else they do it at. Mm -hmm. So and it's not like we we don't make chips here. We, we just got so lazy here that. I could just tell you guys that in America, not only do we need to make our own chips, and these are old-ass chips that are going into cars, by the way. And yeah, this is not high-tech stuff. Yeah, I this mean, is not the new chips going into the new fandangled electric cars. These are the old-ass <laughs> chips. Uh, if we don't only do – we need to do that, and we also need to figure out how to fix the cars that we have and how to modify the cars that we have because all of these manufacturers in the next four to five years are going to stop making uh, combustion engine vehicles. That's all, all, but it, well, this—it's all mandated. It's all been I mandated. Don't care so. what's, I don't care what's mandated. No, I get what you're saying, but what, we're gonna what, we're gonna what, run what, into what? walls if, before we fix stuff in America. If, that's that's how crazy we are. If if you can't get chips, you, you, and you, anyways, I don't see the American public, yeah. um, aka car people. Um, I, but this is why I'm saying it's an opportunity because the companies are mandated. Oh, sure. They can't sure. – uh, European companies uh, – like I think America mostly is going 2030. In Europe, they're going before 2030. So somewhere between 2025 and 2030, combustion engine vehicles won't be manufactured anymore, but there will be a lot of them around. And that's a great opportunity for us to figure out how to fix those things. The question is, are we going to be prepared for that? I don't believe everyone wholesale is going to adapt electric cars. I don't believe that either. But what's going to happen when we run into that wall? The same thing that's happening now, like saying, oh, it's not going to happen. We're going to run into that same wall. And all of a sudden, like, what? <laughs> what? 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 Did we, we couldn't. No one predicted this was going to happen. It's people aren't going to want to um, buy into it. So. We're gonna see, or you guys will be driving electric cars when you, if you have to, you know, if you have to upgrade. You know, just think about that. I this guess. is how they get I, you. If you can't fix your cars anymore, right? I, I, know, how to, I get, know how to fix if things. If you can't get parts, what? yeah. <laughs> or we're gonna be like, we're gonna be like uh, Cuba because we're gonna have to figure out how to make these parts they're not making anymore. Oh, I know how to make things. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that's that's, that's what, what I'm saying. But this is saying, it's I mean, an opportunity. It's an opportunity. That's yeah, all I'm yes saying. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, it's an opportunity so, I mean, that's coming in the future, but people, a lot of people, can't see it. Well, what was the? Uh, wow. There's, there's, it's a meme now, but it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's true. Is I mean, if you think about the old owners' manuals on vehicles, they used to tell you how to change like the points in mm -hmm. your, in your car. 
uh, you know, now there's warnings that say don't drink the water in the battery. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things that have changed. Uh, Walter loves that one. <laughs> well, and, and, what? And, and, you can't and, drink and, that water? What? <laughs> well, that's two reasons. Lawyers is yeah. one of them. Mm-hmm. Right. And lawsuits. That's one reason. And secondly, there are a lot of dumb effing people out there. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's not even you, you laugh. You think you go. It's you say it's sad, but there are a lot of people who do. It, um, warning labels they, exist for a reason. I mean, there's yeah, right, warning exactly. labels that say don't iron your shirt while you're wearing it. It's because some idiot mm-hmm. somewhere <laughs> did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The most yeah, famous okay, one yeah. itself. The, the most famous one I remember is this couple bought an RV, right? And the commercial they saw for the RV. No, actually, the people selling it to them at the RV dealership said this RV is so awesome it practically drives itself. So they bought this RV, they got on the road, they put it in cruise control, control, and then both of their asses went to the back and started cooking and stuff, like making something, while the car's driving cruise control down the road, the the RV. And, of course, it wrecked. And guess what happened? They survived. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't get killed. Yeah, Yeah. the dumbest people always survive. Um. Yeah, and they probably sued the manufacturer of the RV for their marketing. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly well, what and happened. That, so. and, and, and that's what we were talking about earlier about saying things in your advertising. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to be really careful how you describe things to people because, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, or, or where you, how you hold that gun or how you – I know there's some people out there that, that do brace stuff and they don't put that brace to their shoulder. They don't mm-hmm. ever put that brace up their shoulder because if you do, then you're, you're, you're promoting that type of illegal. Yeah. I think I think it's one thing for the manufacturers that they need to think about that, but me, I'm I'm doing what I want to do, you know. But I understand yeah. why the manufacturers uh, roll that way. Uh, we got a couple of minutes here. We really didn't get into the movie thing. Um, I really do. Yeah, Walter, hey, I'll come back and do it. Yes, we need to do a movie night. Hey, listen, right now in the whatever time we have left. Um, what's a movie? Because we we used to do movie night here. And we need to get back into it. So, what is a movie you would like to talk about? Or maybe the folks out there can give us some ideas, and we'll see. And we'll invite. We'll set up a movie night, and we'll have you back, and we'll talk movies without Walter. Walter will be banned. Oh man, I mean, we won't even I, let him I, come into the chat. I'm kind of curious what uh, what everybody has to say in the comments. Because <laughs> Walter's really giving us the bird the right genre. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What movie do you guys want us to talk about? What um. You know, it would be cool to talk about, like, a movie that has some guns in it, but I'm down to talk about... I'm into sci-fi, I'm into action, uh, fantasy stuff or whatever, but let's... We can do some action movies. We already did Heat. We already did Heat, so we can't do... I just rewatched. uh Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy the other night. Yeah, <laughs> I just yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I have the one. I have one in my queue right now that's waiting mm-hmm. for me to watch it, and that's a uh, mm-hmm. Quiet Place Two. Quiet Place Two. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I I love John Krasinski. Uh, I, oh, okay. I think he's going to be he's going to be a director that's going to be uh, one to watch out for. Okay, cool. You know what was a good uh, movie so that I was surprised 13 at? Hours. Thirteen hours. Okay, I think. Uh, well, we actually we didn't we have um, what's his name on? Um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting forgetting now. The we Giantano had, or no? We no, we haven't had him on yet. We had. Um, oh man. Okay, I'm I'm totally forgetting who was on that was in thir- uh, thirteen hours. Anyway, uh, you know what I think is a good movie. Lola will remind me. Um, we had uh, the, a good movie that I saw is actually Tomorrow War. Have you seen that yet? It's 
It's, it's on Amazon, and it has Chris Pratt in it. It's called Tomorrow War. Oh, I have it in my queue. I haven't watched it yet. I, yeah. I've heard mixed reviews on it, so you would recommend it? Um, I think it's not a perfect movie, but it was. I was entertained by it, and I enjoyed it. That might be a good movie for us all to talk about, I think. Yeah, that's one of the things I've really yeah. learned to do over the years is I've lowered mm -hmm. my expectations for movies so that way mm -hmm. they exceed them if they don't show. Yeah. Well, the big thing, the big thing with Tomorrow War, a lot of people. So here's the thing about we might go a little bit late here because um, I know there's some things that people want us to get into here at the last minute. The big thing about Tomorrow War, it got very political, so no one promoted it. It's a two hundred million dollar movie and it's starring Chris Pratt. But a lot, it got political because there's a lot of people who are angry at Chris Pratt because they feel he's like a Republican, a conservative. So a lot of the media didn't even do reviews on that movie, but it's kind of gotten a cult following. So there's a lot of people now forced to do reviews and talk about it. Uh, which oh, is don't, interesting. don't make me do that, please, please, mommy, tell them to stop. Yeah. <laughs> please, tell them to stop. So that's why I think it would be interesting. You know what? I'll, it's I'll Walter's tell you. nightmare. Yeah. So I'll tell you what. Look, it's on Amazon Prime, which I don't know if Walter has that or not. Someone, people are saying John Wick. Did we ever talk about the John Wick movies in a movie night? Um, I can't remember. Yeah. Jen Champ Jr. says Art of War. M. Gabriel says Tomorrow War was dumb. There were some things in it that were silly. I mean, it's it's a, it's a, oh, Tig. That's who we had on. We had Tig. Okay, Tig. Yeah, uh, yeah, Tick Tegan, or Tigan, I should say. He was on. He was great. He's been here a couple of times. Um, Netflix, Mosul is a decent movie. What was the movie with the... Um, uh, there was a movie with the Thor dude that's all about guns. There's some really good gun stuff in oh, there. What is the name um, of that movie? Somebody tell me the movie with the Thor dude in it. Oh, man. They, they were like in... Was he in Afghanistan? That wasn't Extraction, was it? Maybe it was Extraction. Yeah, someone tell us what was that movie with the Thor guy? That's a pretty good kind of like in the you know like a lot of good gun stuff going on in there that we can um, get into. So um, someone says Is Lord he, of he War. He had the other one. Yeah, because yeah. I know uh, I, I know he had. I, I think he was an extraction, but he also had the what was it like the, the yeah. four horses thing or yeah. Oh, man, I can't remember. What it was. Some, some someone's poo pooing us having movie night. So, so what we can't be macho and have movie night what's wrong with you guys come on now you know this they is they got a john wayne movie yeah oh someone wants to do a john wayne movie i bet you walter will want to be in if we do john wayne that's the last time walter was going to the movies back in john wayne times <laughs> just keep just keep just keep talking shit that's all just keep talking shit uh, 12 strong is the one i was thinking of tango chaser was talking about uh, chris Hemsworth in it yeah um, uh so that was one of them yeah, Hitman's Bodyguard was a good movie. Um, so listen, someone wants to know, Lola wants to know what's coming next for CMMG. So let's hit that. What can you tell us about what's coming out next? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I wish I could really give you a, a really good answer to that. Uh, I know we're, we're definitely going to be expanding our zeroed line, uh, which is going to be our new line of accessories and stuff. You're, you're going to be mm -hmm. looking to see quite a few things coming out there. Mm -hmm. Um we, we've got uh, some new chamberings coming out. Uh, we've got new, uh, on top of the zero accessories, we're going to have uh, we're, we're going to have some overall new looks coming in 2022. Um, and I'll, I'll just say new systems. Okay, new uh, systems. I, I, 
I, yeah. I, I really wish I, I could get into that a lot more, but mm-hmm. that that's about as close to uh, <laughs> then it wouldn't what be I new. Get away with yeah. as possible. <laughs> and a new so. revolver, even though it was Walter's idea, you guys are going to call it the Hank. A new revolver coming out from. Uh, well, I thought the Hank's going to be the bullpup. Well, th- yes, that's going to be the Hank Hank. <laughs> the Hank <laughs> Hank, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, so let me get this question in. We, we're we're going to start wrapping up here very shortly, guys. Uh, Invidious Ignoramus. <laughs> oh, boy, that's it. Okay. He says, looks like I missed the stream. Did anyone ask about a possible CMMG RDB that feeds from something like Scorpion Mags? Thank you for catching that. I actually saw that mm-hmm. question come through earlier. Yeah. Uh, we would really like to. Uh, the disadvantage of doing something like a six scorpion magazine is the magazine is so wide uh it would be a completely different lower uh Mm -hmm. therefore a completely different upper uh so it's not really something that is going to lend itself to adapting to our regular platform so we would really have to come up with a whole new lower and upper just to fit that magazine in uh Mm -hmm. I, i wouldn't say rule it out uh, we mm-hmm. have looked at it, but it's just not it's it's not feasible at this time. OK. All right. OK. So there you go. Good question. Walt, did you have anything else? No. Uh, no anyone? I'm any other saying. points? Yeah. Listen, we, we burn through time thinking. real fast here. Yeah. I've been trying to think that, of yeah, some good questions. And I just haven't yeah. hmm. Well, we had you on here for the genius question. Seriously. Well, we had our genius moments. Okay. Uh, we had yeah, our genius moments. Yeah, a couple. There's a couple in there. <laughs> you, can't, you can't expect genius for two hours straight. I explode. Come on. Yeah. Um, so listen, let's do this. Yeah. We are, we are going to wrap this up. Hopefully, we'll get Mike to come back on from CMMG. I think it's been a lot of fun. Um, and obviously, you know, there, there'll be lots of things to talk about going on here in the future. Um, I'm going to start with Walter and let Walter tell you guys how you can find out more about Safety Harbor Firearms, follow on social media, all that kind of stuff. Walt, let the folks know. All right. Yeah. SafetyHarborFirearms.com. There's Safety Harbor Firearms on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. You can check out stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget about Dirtfoot Racing, the alter ego of widget manufacturing part the, oh i'm making mini bike stuff that's what i'm kind of working on too um which um it's just on dirtfoot racing on instagram facebook and um youtube mm-hmm. and then there's also stem parts stemparts.com so check awesome. out if you need some yeah absolutely uh one quick comment in here john doe says cmmg spare gun question mark you can totally dominate that market <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Walter, uh, one of the guys that works with yes, Walter, sir. actually has developed a uh, a gun that shoots an arrow. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was playing with that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah so. I, uh, you know, I. I, I, I mean, we're kind of going backwards, but. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know. It yeah. might come back down to the good old bow and arrow. You know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, oh, look, second, at, look at, look at, here we go, here we go. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I mean, I got this oh, oh. <laughs> That's old school tech. That's old school yeah. tech. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting right over here, I have my uh, compound bow, too. So. Oh, okay, yeah. So let's go to Mike here. Mike, um, where should the folks go to uh, follow CMMG on social media? How can they stay in touch with you if they, if they so uh, wish to do that, if you even accept uh, that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. Uh, CMMG.com is our website uh, on pretty much all the social media platforms. I mean, you're looking at, uh, you know, YouTube, 
uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, our new social media guru. Uh, she has us on, uh, man, we've got a better Twitter presence. I think we're even on like TikTok and places right now. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's Devin, right? So if everyone goes on social media and say Devin is the most beautifulest in the world, that's... Devin rocks. Uh, she yeah. she is just yeah. rocking things out incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of the time on YouTube, you're going to be able to get in contact with me. Uh, there is a uh, Facebook group. It's uh, CMMG Enthusiasts. It's not our page, but it's uh, some some guys that really liked CMMG back in the day made it, and they got me on there as a moderator. I go on there and I speak as CMMG at times, uh, but if you want to be able to interact with me directly pretty easily, uh, I'm, I'm on that quite a bit, uh, so... Uh, okay. You know, good. Our, yeah. Obviously, our, our YouTube channel, and you know, come see us at events. Like you know, NRAM's right around the corner. I'm not going to get into the discussion of what people think about the NRA, but come right, see right. me. You know, it's going to be in Houston. I, right. I love talking <laughs> to people face to face. Yes, um, that was the most. That was the the best thing about NRAM. I'll just say that you know, there's a lot of discussion about it, but that was the the best thing. I got recharged every year from uh, seeing all the folks out there who actually support what we do so um you know yeah this that could get into a whole long thing whammy gunslinger wants to know hunting anything coming for hunting and i'll let that be the last question here tonight well i mean we've got a whole line of 16 18 inch larger caliber stuff i mean we've got the 308s the creamers uh if depending on what you're wanting to hunt uh you know we've got varmint rounds uh we've got grendel i mean we've got as of right now 15 different calibers um, and we've got our we've got varieties from five inch to twenty four inch barrels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they don't get as much of a, the limelight because people like the small pistol brace, you know, pistol size things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got a pretty good selection. Uh, if you want to look at the really long range stuff, look for our Endeavor lineup. Endeavor. Uh, that's all our. That's all of our eighteen inch barrels and longer. Okay, awesome. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run in the end. I think, Walter, we should nominate Mike to give us the words of wisdom when we come back from the sure. from the end here. So hopefully you got some words of wisdom ready for us, Mike. I'm going to run that in. Big thanks to everyone out there. If you're still in here hanging out with us right now you haven't left, smash those thumbs ups. It's uh, really needed and appreciated. Big shout out to Barra Newells, Barra Newells, uh, Performance Steel Case Ammunition for sponsoring us we appreciate those guys i'm running in the end right now all right guys thanks so much for watching listening uh make sure you guys smash the thumbs ups ring the bell um we're gonna rip the audio out of this and throw it up on itunes and all your favorite places for audio for listening to your audio podcasts shout out to everyone who's listening to us all over the world we appreciate you guys the numbers are growing every day uh mike cmmg what kind of what words of wisdom do you have for us sir uh, I'm going to say we just got to keep in mind that we are all in this together. We're all in it. We're all fighting the same fight. We need to get as many people together. We need to quit the infighting and worry about is this better than that? You know, it, all of this, are, our, our enemies are not each other. Our, our enemies are politicians and our guns enemies are politicians and rust. So everybody band together, you know, put your differences aside and let's win this. Amen. Well said, right, Walt? Roger. Roger that. Yep. Absolutely. Walt, thanks so much. You're doing double duty this week. I appreciate it. I'm going to make you come in tomorrow also. No, I'm just kidding. 
extra. <laughs> We're out of here. Thanks so much to Mike O'Dell of CMMG Thank coming you. in. It was a great night. We had fun. Stay right there, Mike. We're out of here, guys. Peace. We'll see you. Good night.